0: Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You never have to guess when you're listening to Hielder. He gonna bring more no game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap screen screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent room.
1: What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 2023, y'all. Yeah, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out, but today we got a dope-ass show for y'all, so if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get on in. So today, man, it's been a minute. I go, it's been a long no, time. Yeah. <laughs> Sit the left chair. Gotta start around the feet to step too. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm back, damn it. I'm back. Jeffrey Thorne, executive producer, writer,
2: <laughs> like animator. Oh my god. Producer. How many other hyphenists you got? Well, I wouldn't say animator. I'm a guy who can call in animators <laughs> to do favorites <laughs> for him and I can draw a little bit to show him what I want. <laughs> exactly. But um I mean, actor again, I guess. Did you say that? Um, No, I didn't. Actor, let's get it. Yeah, I was not an actor for 20-something years, and as of this last month, I'm an actor again. Here's the funny thing, though, Jeff.
1: Just in the last month, it's been like I've been having this burning should I start acting again thing.
2: All of a sudden, out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're going through, but for me, I was just like, this was more of a necessity situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had an actor I wanted for this animated piece I guess we'll get into later right. and uh, I kept trying to get him and he just, you know, some people are crazy busy and um, I'll get him, I'll get him later.
1: But- um, You use him for the proof of concept. Oh, and then you're- yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: right? When we, get, when we get the money, you know you're getting that call, man. But, um, but uh, I couldn't, I had a schedule to meet. So, I was like, all right, bite the bullet, how hard right. can it be to get back in the saddle? Um, turns out voice acting, while it's not easy, doesn't require me to be looking pretty. Yeah. So, uh, I bought the- equi- Go in your little booth and you're good, right? I bought the appropriate equipment <clears> throat> and throat> uh, I did the voice track for this one character, which I did not want to be me, but <laughs> the show will go on, my friends. So, um, uh, hopefully that actor will hear me doing it. Damn, I could have done that better than Jeff. Yes, you <laughs> could have. Make time for me next time. Exactly. But um, so, yeah. So, but I, I never liked, I quit acting for two reasons. One. Talk about it. Well, about. three reasons. One, can't predict the future. Right. All the kind of stuff that I was like, well, they're not making the kind of stuff I want to be in. Mm-hmm. They're never going to make the kind of stuff I want to be in. And if they do, then I to put any black people in it. <laughs> so I'm out. I don't want to be Uncle Phil for the rest of my. Let's
0: life.
1: Let's just say you and I probably stopped acting around the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. been about twenty years about for me 20 too. Twenty years, yeah. And and 2004 was my last show, but it was 2000 it was, for me. But yeah, it was a, right. it was. But I was doing a musical at the time, so but I wasn't really trying to get roles on TV or anything. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, <clears> it, it was just. Look, I've said this in a couple of interviews before, but I wasn't um, I wasn't hard enough to play Wesley roles, right. at least from the point of view of the casting people, mm-hmm. and it certainly wasn't pretty enough to get Denzel roles. <laughs> so again, from the point of view of the casting people, there are plenty of ladies who would disagree. <laughs> um, but. Um, I was like, I don't want to play Uncle Phil. I don't want to play that like lawyer who always loses and comes in and you know, there's money. I don't think James Avery wanted to play that person. No, I too. guarantee you. But that fat check, you <laughs> exactly, know. Exactly. Right. And um, but I was like, nah, I, I will, I will kill myself and take all of you with me. You know. So I quit, right. and people were like, um, one of my agents literally cried. The only one I yeah. actually still probably have any feeling for.
1: Let, let, let's just be clear though. You're not just like somebody who was trying to act. You were actually a working I was doing actor. great. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and everybody
1: yeah, was like. You was a regular on shows. What?
2: So, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> I Why thought I'd go right for a
1: while. <laughs> what? You know.
2: Um, I had a so,
1: similar experience. Not as not as much. But, yeah.
2: um, but a lot of it was m- being too young, having no advice, not knowing the business as well as, you know, my 20-something self thought he did. Right. Um, and- I decided I wanted to be a writer because uh, that's where my heart was anyway, mm-hmm. and I hated the acting process in so many ways. The actual job, like if someone called me up any time in the last twenty years and mm-hmm. said, "Jeff, I know you're not doing this anymore, mm-hmm. but read this script because there's a part." In-, in fact, you were one I did. of the people I did. said yeah. there's a part in here for you if you want, it. <laughs> and you killed and, it. And I was exactly. like, I don't want it, but mm-hmm. I'll read it. And right. you said I want to do a reading, right. right? And I was like, I'll do a reading for a friend, whatever, sure. but. Um, If they call me. That script th- just came back again. No kidding. Well, of on course. Friday. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes.
1: Um, you know how it is. Look, five so years yeah. later.
2: So, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I but I love the actual acting part. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a social aspect to all of the stuff that goes on in our business. I call it the handshake culture. Mm. Right. And that has positives and negatives. And the negatives have every... Queer person, every woman, yep. every non-white yep. person, over all of these almost what over a hundred years now, can explain easily and in detail what the negative sides of the handshake culture are. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other negative side that people don't generally talk about is I don't really believe people change. I don't think I don't believe in that. I think people get more onion layers peeled off mm. till they get down to their core. And a lot of the people who are in our business are are I wouldn't desperate isn't the right word, but they are. They want this thing. Right. And they claim they want one thing, but what they really want is this other right. thing. And you see how my voice changed? <laughs> that other thing yes. requires a lot of payment, yes. a lot of different personality. You have to make compromises within yourself over and over and over again to the point where you're unrecognizable sometimes to people who thought they knew you. So in my you, case, you become selfish. I think you always were, but it becomes harder and harder to maintain the facade of being a decent person. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Because the business, you'll blame it on the business. It's you. Right. Right? But for me, I was like- That's real shit.
1: That's "That's real. real."
2: So, I started looking around at people who I thought I could trust, people I was intimate with, and I was like, wow, this is who you guys really are. I actually am the guy I'm showing you I am and we can tell you this because while up for parts that we were both up for, mm-hmm. I would say to the casting director sometimes, you know, there's a guy in the hall who'd be great for this. I've done the same thing. One of my exactly friends. Exactly are talking about. None of my friends ever did that for me. Right. Not one of them. Right. Okay. Not one. I was a dude
1: going, yo, Jeff, you want to come meet at this thing?
2: Exactly. Hey, one of us should get this part because at least I'm getting the dinner out of it if you get it. (laughs) Right. So I was that kind of, I'm that kind of friend. None of my friends are that. None of them. So that was the culture of being an actor in this town. And I was, and there was a lot of, as soon as you walk out of the house, you basically got to be on. You don't know who you're going to run into. You got to dress right. You got to look, you got to be tight. Like you got every, be camera ready, right? Every moment outside your own home, and in sometimes, some days inside yeah. your own home, yeah. you got to be camera ready because yeah. you do not know, right? right? And at least that, especially was- especially
1: somebody like you who has been a face on a show, right? And so, like you're trying to
2: get on a show. Yeah, I went out to lunch mm-hmm. with uh, Alice Hodge a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And this was before he was like, "Oh, Alice Hodge, right? Like, he was an actor on, on our show, right? He's an actor on TV, <laughs> mm-hmm. which you know he was a, he was one of the regulars on a show, and people knew his name a bit and whatever. But uh, TMZ bus drove by, people were screaming, "Alice, really? Alice, And I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" <laughs> no. Now Alice is <clears throat> a great person. He's a wonderful. He's great. Yes. Right. But he, even like there are people like that who are the opposite of what I just described. I just wasn't meeting any of them. Right. And I didn't want to be in that soup anymore. I didn't want to have to make allowances for, oh, I get it. You know, it's dog eat dog out there. I'm like, really? I ain't a dog though. See? So, so
1: check this out. So you were asking me earlier and I said, <laughs> I said something, uh, I forgot what they, the, the, you gave me a. What's my what, what's, your, the, what's
2: your what's your what's uh, your what's your slogan for slogan the slogan for the
1: year? And I think it's I think I said something about what did I say? Well, I forgot what I said.
2: Oh, I'm it, tired of being nice.
1: Yeah, tired of being nice. I'm now that here's an interesting thing. So I think I was telling you offline mm-hmm. <clears throat> about how I've been thinking about acting again. Mm-hmm. What what's what's come of it is come of it is this, and I noticed this. Like I, I watch a lot of reality shows just because I get if I watch fucking you know, The Last of Us. I'm like, what page are we on? What happened with this? I can't help it, right? You know
2: how we are. Why yeah, did the that's, character- That's why I can't watch Mysteries with me at the movies. I'm like, well, she obviously did it. <laughs> why? Because she's the most dramatic choice. Like... It doesn't even matter what the clues are. She clearly is the vi- is the killer. <laughs> so, so I'm watching this one
1: you know, competition show and they figured out that when you tell yourself, I can't, or I'm ready to quit, mm-hmm. You start telling yourself, I'm ready to quit, and you are ready to quit. Yep. And so I realized for the last maybe two or three months, every time I had people come on, they were like, Hillary, you still have a great look. You should still be acting. And I'd be like, well, I mean, if I was the act, there's only two things that move me. And here's what I said. And I think this is why I keep thinking. And this, and watch this. Watch this. Watch okay, this. I'm I laughing, can, by the way. you can't. You can stop relate me. to this. Watch okay. this. Watch this. So here's what I did. I said, if I could play Aaron Burr on Hamilton,
2: <gasps> yes. Well, who wouldn't want to play Aaron Burr on Hamilton? Right. Right.
1: I said, now I would need two or three months to get my voice right back right. again. Because, you know, we don't sing anymore. Right. You're not. Um, it's a it you got to go muscle. to the gym. You, it's, it's, a, a, it's
2: a muscle. It's, it's continuous. A muscle. And to have the yeah. belt
1: like that, it is crazy. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I said, I would need a long time to get ready for that, first of all. But I would say yes to that. Sure. Now, the other thing is. When I think, I don't miss acting per se because you and I know when we're writing, you you get up on your feet. You yeah, feel you're it. You still are doing you're it, doing right? The
2: parts. Yeah.
1: There have only been a couple of roles outside of musicals that moved me to want to act again. And the last one, wait for this. Okay. Was, uh, uh, what's his name in um, The Last Debaters? Uh, the one who got in trouble for the-, the Huh? Um Derek Luke, not Derek Luke. Oh, uh, not Derek Luke. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one really who got in trouble for the slave movie. Yeah,
2: I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He did the Nat Turner thing, yes. and then his past caught <clears> up.
1: That, but the role he had. Yeah. In that movie, made me want to act again.
2: Yeah, I see that things me? like that. What happens? But you see the gap. Yeah, it's a right. huge gap. Yeah. Like there are when I quit acting. To write, which actually was hard too for the writing side yeah. because I was writing then the kind of stuff that now is popular. Yeah, At agree. the time, they were like, Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Sorcery? What, what, who are these aliens? Building what are you? Noir. What, are what, you, the what are you, <laughs> Exactly, right? All of that kind of crap, right? <clears throat> and now that's all it is. So, I was watching, I was either Discovery or Picard and I was like, yeah, I'd suit up for a Klingon. Mm. I'll suit up. Interesting. You know, call me I'll, I, will, I will show up and murder the hell I will growl I'll wear the fangs all of it right but again who's calling me there's a stack of an army of actors right. that are prime they're in shape they're in the gym right now they're running they're doing their sprints yeah. their wind sprints yeah. every day you know I almost have to start over yeah you're kind of starting from yeah. zero um, I in was in way. dance
1: class four days a week I mean I'm not doing any of that I miss that so much yeah.
2: I gotta get back on that but, yeah, and that's the thing you do. You talk yourself into grooves, into lanes. You're like, okay, well, this is my lane now. Okay. And then things happen. Like this uh, This thing that I got up, this animated project we're doing. Talk about um, Red Jack, the animated shorts. Um, uh, in the last year, a lot of software updates have happened. Mm-hmm. And me and my friends started because we're – we're not the equivalent of tech heads, but in terms of special effects and animation and stuff like that. Right. So, we we are we are the definition of the prosumer market, okay? Mm-hmm. Somebody would call me up and go, did you, ch- you know, did you check out Animation Station? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. What is okay. that? You know, oh, right. they got a free demo. Go get it, right? Like mm-hmm. that. And so, we started messing around with the software and we were we looked up and we were like, and this is a hint for any of you guys out there, by the way. If you're on my Patreon, what you would have seen is the development of this thing Mm -hmm. where it starts out, here's Jeff, sort of date one, biograph, I got all this software, didn't cost that much, let's mess around with it. (laughs) Hey, you guys, look at what I made with this software. And then over the course of about four months, me and my buddies started just like, but look what we made with this software, Mm. right? and now granted all of us have certain skills we can bring to bear this isn't something where you just give it to a toddler and it kicks out a Disney movie exactly. doesn't work like that you have to know what you're doing you a still bit.
1: gotta paint those pictures you still right? gotta draw mm-hmm. you still gotta it? know
2: timing you still yep. gotta know filmic techniques you gotta know a bunch of stuff going in but if you do <laughs> college students <laughs> high school students <laughs> um, you can make some pretty dope stuff mm-hmm. um, to the point where we looked at one of the things and we were like can we broadcast this?" <laughs> and I was like, well, not with this, not with this voice track, we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, throw away the voice track. If you could get some actors in here, could we use this process to make stuff? Right. And I was like, there's only like four of us. Is this possible? Hmm. Right? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you're non-union, because there's a whole bunch of union stuff that you'd have to sort of navigate if you did something big, yeah. unless you're in a state where that's not an issue. Um, <clears throat> um, which I'm not. I'm in California, but um, yeah, you can make some pretty awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I got a little bit of money this year left over from ta- every year. I look at what I made, what I cleared after taxes, right. and then of that is a percentage, oh, I'm going to make some. Okay, okay? Uh, usually it's a book, comic book, something like that, because mm-hmm. that's small and it's easy to control. In this case, <clears throat> I was like, okay, let's look around. There are enough, basically we figured out for about the cost of, let's say, okay I get I get two tiers. There was yeah. one where you have some money to spend mm-hmm. and then there was one where you had no money to spend, <laughs> okay. And what's really great about places like YouTube and the internet in general if you use them right, instead of looking at all that TikTok and makeup crap, mm-hmm. unless you're a makeup artist in which case it's not crap, you might learn something. Right. Um, <clears throat> but all that sort of weird dig me, I'm an influencer crap, mm-hmm. ask questions, the things that you're interested in because I promise you an expert Somebody. for free has given you a detail, just do this. Fact. You know how many times? i one. Rebuilt <inaudible> my own computer based on <laughs> YouTube directions wow. and it worked, <clears throat> like weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, there's all these apps that give you, f- they're not free but like for a subscription of 300 bucks a year. Mm-hmm gigantic sound effects library, really? gigantic um, uh, whatchamacallit library, A uh, 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 stock footage library. Wow. Okay. okay. Um, Adobe came out with a thing, two things which they basically bought other companies and modified their stuff a little bit but they continued the development. Okay. Adobe Animate and Adobe Character Animator,
3: mm-hmm.
2: game changer. This thing called Moho which used to be called Anime Studio which also has been developed, These are not, this is not news to anyone in the community, whole movies have been made using these platforms, TV shows have been made with these platforms but remember, I'm not on that side, I just write and produce. So, if this was a quote unquote real production, I would write a script. I would take it to someone who had money or a production company. They go, oh, yeah, this is dope. Let's do it. And then they would do all of the mechanical stuff. Mm-hmm. All I would do is get the writers together, sit in on casting, sit in with the director to do the voice stuff. But I wouldn't be part of the making of the animation part, the, literally the hard work of it, mm-hmm. right? Well, now, folks, for, with four or five people, that's not counting the actors, that's if you yourself can't do the art, um, you can make a pretty solid product. If you don't, if you doubt me, go take a look at my uh, Winterman Project uh, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and you'll see we're going to drop a second episode of this thing. Um, also, I own all the rights to a whole bunch of science fiction stories, so mm-hmm. it was not hard to find something to <laughs> do to adapt. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, I pulled in people who knew their stuff, and um, everybody's working for cut rates or deferred rates. Right, so that if it blows up, which we hope it does. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, they come in at whatever their title was. They get their full normal pay. If sure. we, you know, we would redo everything with a real animation company unless we become, and that's another weird thing, we're still making stuff. Right. So, And the more you do, the more you the, learn, better, the better we better get, at get at it. Yeah. So, at some point, we are the real animation right. company. We don't have to ask anybody.
1: Here's, here's what I like what you're talking about. <clears throat> now, you and I know we've both been on many panels and different mm-hmm. things like that. And there's always that one filmmaker who approaches me saying something like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do about whatever? So, last Sunday uh-huh. last Sunday, I went to go speak to a class out of some college in New York, but they were here in town. Okay. And <clears throat> and I'm listening, I'm watching all these, these filmmakers, and I'm the type of guy who's going, what do you do? Oh, I'm a writer. Oh, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a director. I'm a cinematographer, whatever. And I'm just listening. I'm doing that to see what's the scope, you know, mm-hmm. of the people in the room. So, sure enough, somebody, I walk out after I'm leaving. Somebody comes over and wants to talk to me. What do I do? And I said, You're already here. Yeah. And they're like, What do you mean? And I was like, Did you notice the room? Do you know who's in your class? One of you is probably going to make it.
3: Yes, like, almost certainly. Yeah. I said, You
1: probably need to figure out who that is. Right. And it starts with the person sitting next to you. You're a writer, that person's a director. You yeah. start there. You go, hey, I'm an actor, you're a director. I'm a writer, you're a producer. Whatever the thing is, somebody has something you don't have. Yeah, that's right. right. That's a partner. Yep, that's true. So, you should be trying to find that person. Just make something small. And I always say this. Here's a funny thing.
2: Well, don't try Like, that's a mistake a lot of them made. And I Mm -hmm. think it's a... It's a way of talking yourself out of doing stuff, which is you're not going to beat Prince at the guitar. Okay. You're not going to. It's Prince. It's not going to be perfect
1: the first time. Right. But I said, here's something you could even, I'm going to take it one step further. Okay. Watch this. You know, you were just talking about TikTok. Them Mm. motherfuckers on TikTok, them little films be looking amazing. Right. Watch this. I said, one of your friends is a TikTok master. I bet that bitch is wonderful with the camera. Right.
2: Why not play with that bitch? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is Just put but, them on the camera, but it's it's your condition to, yes, I mean, you know my whole full story. I'm a hustler. Mm-hmm. okay, not in the I'm a hustler baby, but like
3: <laughs> I'm a hustler. Baby. I'm on the grind. I, my,
2: <laughs> I I get out of bed. It takes me a minute now to get out of bed, but once I get out of bed, I hit the floor running and I keep running until I fall down at the end of the day. Exactly, yeah. Because in this town, I have too many liabilities working against me right out of the gate right. to ever not be hustling. Uh-huh. Okay? But I'm also, in my case, I'm crap at the handshake part of our mm. our business. I'm an odd person. I speak frankly. I speak directly. I have no poker face whatsoever, <laughs> as I have found out in many a writer's room. Um, like I'm like, why is everyone looking at me? Like Jeff, what's the problem? Like I have no problem. I have said nothing. Everyone on everyone in this room knows you have a problem. Just to say what you have to say. I, I am it. not trying to say anything. Well, you got to say it now because everybody's looking at you. Um, Fine, I hate it. But so. I don't have a lot. I don't have a giant cluster of, like a friend of mine just made a project and he was calling in favors. I was like, how do you know so and so? Right? He's right? like, I don't know. We did a play together, or I met him at a thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or she was she was down to do this because she likes this. All the stuff you just said. But what I'm not good at is building those kind of bridges. Right. For whatever reason, I'm an odd person. So only people <clears throat> who like odd people are going to want to chill with me. Mm-hmm. However, there's still enough and I think what happens is especially when you're younger, you the thing that made you want to do it is usually a big thing. Mm. Right? I saw a Terminator at the theater. <laughs> right, You right. know, or damn, I was at Avatar. I remember the first Avatar movie. Mm-hmm. Um all my friends were clowning me cuz I <clears> liked <throat> it. And they're like, "It's just dancing with walls with big blue cat people." <laughs> and I'm like, "And <laughs> you know, but the thing that they could never get around, the thing that they never, I always win the argument by this. Mm-hmm. One, is no argument. I like it, you don't like it, we're exactly equal. There's Hashtag, all, billion right, dollars. Right, all, <laughs> well, that that too, but that's what Michael Bay says every day. But, um, uh, but all opinions about art are equal, so if you don't like it, that's valid. If I like it, equally valid, but here's the difference in this argument. I went to see Avatar at a 3 p.m. show. It was a long-ass movie. You had to wear glasses or whatever to watch the damn thing. (laughs) All of this kind of stuff. And it's thin, but I was like, did he promise you Hamlet? Like, I'm pretty sure he didn't promise you, like, (laughs) Sophie's Choice or something. It's blue giant cat people in the future (laughs) on another planet, right? But what happened was, while I was waiting for my show to start, a whole bunch of teenagers mm. came running out and instantly got on their phones. Mm. I was like, well, teenagers, that's what they do. I wasn't noticing them at first. Mm-hmm. And then one of them was like, yeah, y'all need to get down here now. And I was like, what is going on? Okay. It's like, I, this, I just, I've been here since 10 a.m. This is my third time seeing this movie. You need to be here now. Wow. Okay. And I was like, yo. That's how you get to a billion. You got to see it two or three right, times. Right. But I hadn't yeah. seen it yet. I was like. I mean, how good could this thing be, right? you
1: like, I gotta go back in. <laughs> I, s- I loved Avatar, y'all.
2: I saw that movie like eight times and bought the D- B- DVD hard copy. Literally. I was ready to go. But the point is, you see something like that and you go, man, I'd love to get into special effects or I'd love to get into mocap mm-hmm. 3D animation or something like that. And then you look at it and it's so big. And that movie cost half a billion dollars to make, you know. People forget all the all the money, in the crews, army of people, and you start it becomes daunting, mm-hmm. and you talk yourself out of it. And I was like, "Fool, were you thinking you were going to make Avatar as your <laughs> first project? What are you talking about?" You know, so it, what it's you kinda sh- like? We always tell people when they make a short film, though, keep it contained. Yeah, keep it just simple. Do what you can do, yes. and if you and stop worrying about, am I going to make a splash? Yeah. That's another thing. People are like. They think, you know, um, oh, people notice this and I'm going to blow the hell up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if that's your motivation, it's not an uncommon one, but that's why there's bodies all over Hollywood. <laughs> okay. I'm going to blow up if I do this. Exactly. Yep. Right, all, right exactly. to the poor house, right into destitution. That happens one out of every 300. <laughs> right, like, Right. Stop worrying about exactly. blowing up. Start worrying about I need to make stuff. I need to be in stuff, and if there's not enough stuff for me, I need to make that stuff for me. Think
1: about in. this. Let's look at Sundance. You finally get in Sundance this year, and hardly nobody sells a film.
2: Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So it don't
1: matter. It, yeah, you,
2: look, <laughs> right? Look, you're talking yourself out of doing something when yeah. you act like that, um, and only you can look in the mirror and know what the real what the real issue is. For right. me, I like a kind of thing. And I do crime. I do sci-fi. I do fantasy. Mm-hmm. The odds are very high. I'm never going to write um, What was it? Uh, Empire? Mm-hmm. Like I could write on it, mm-hmm. but I would never be the guy to come up with that, right? right? Uh, if you look at my novels, you look at all the comics I write uh, you can tell what kind of stuff I'm gonna naturally gravitate to how I do, how do you describe yourself as a writer? I you? mean, I'm, I'm well depends if you say Well, this is something between us but if you got a western, Mm -hmm. I'll write the hell out of your western but if you look at my work, you would be like, can this guy write a western? Dude, I could write a period drama which is in, you know, iambic pentameter. It's (laughs) just you haven't asked me to do that and so, my natural inclination is I like adventure, right? So, I write swashbucklers, that's the easiest way to say it. Whether it's set in the past or set in the future, I write swashbuckling adventure because that's the kind of crap that makes me sit my ass down and stay in the theater. I told people point blank, if you don't like my comic, (coughs) don't buy it. If you don't like my show, at the point that you decide you don't like a show, turn the channel, (laughs) right? I will be at the movies. If that movie is boring for 10 minutes in a row, Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. You do not get a reprieve. I want my (laughs) money back, okay? So, that's me. So, but anyway, so, my feeling was- um, what you said, you t- we talk ourselves out of things. You start to define yourself rigidly. You can't help it in a way because right. you get, you, especially if you have any success at something, you start getting good at the thing. You're like, oh, this is what I do. you know. But the truth is what we all do, all of us artisans, we make stuff. Right. And um, th- I remember I told this story to probably to you. After I quit acting, I was at a friend's party, another one of those big old actor parties everybody's hot and everybody's – even people who are not hot are hot. Like, it was crazy, <laughs> right? My new girlfriend's <laughs> like, why are you talking to that girl? I'm like, she came over to me. Like, <laughs> she's kind of hot. I'm like, everyone – you are hot. Everyone <laughs> here is hot, right? <laughs> right? I can't help it if that random person <laughs> is also hot, right? But <laughs> um, some the rumor went around the room, Jeff quit the show, mm. Right? And some random chick came up to me, it's like, Motherfucker, bra, 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 bra. and I was like, pardon me, miss, this is an Arby's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but I was like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know you, who the hell are you? And she was all in my grill about Ooh. like, how dare you, don't you understand how many people want Ooh. to do what you're doing and you just threw it away and what do you yeah. think you, and I was like, I'm gonna go be a writer. She's like, you wanna be a cowboy, right? And I was like, okay, ma'am, a person I don't know you toddle off to your little hot friends now. Yeah. The culture was quite different 20 years ago. Let's let's, let's, that's let's true give too. her that
1: little leeway. That's,
2: she was terrified for me in yes. a way, but it came out as anger yeah. to a random stranger. And I think it hit her in a way like, but the thing is you, I don't know what people's religious beliefs are. I don't have any. Mm-hmm. I got one life. I am not a spiritual person. I'm <laughs> not a believer in magic of any kind. I get one shot at mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And every time I look up and a couple of years have gone by, like in the middle of this project, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn it. I should have done this five years ago. Of oh, course. Done that. Right? Yeah, yeah. But sure. the software didn't exist. The mm-hmm. apps didn't exist. To do it five years ago would have cost me a lot of money right. and a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Five guys, four guys, three people could do this. Right. So I was like, this is now it's you now you're kind of a jerk if you don't do it. <laughs> right. So I mean, you talk yourself out of stuff. You shouldn't. You should just look at it realistically. Prince is a virtuoso. He is the Mozart of rock and roll, yeah. okay? If you love his music and inspires you to become a musician of any kind, yes, yes, that's part of what arts are for. Yeah. But if part of the reason you want it is because, wow, he's got all these beautiful women, he's got mm-hmm. all this money, and look at that mansion plus that estate. If that's why you're in, you're dead. dead. You are Dead. Because one, people will own you. You'll find yourself compromising, doing all kinds of crazy stuff that you'd be like, I'm yeah. embarrassed that exists. And they become filmed. desperate and you yeah. sign shit you shouldn't sign. Even when you're yeah. popular, you'll still be that person and people will own you. And that's how you'll see um, people showing up in movies and you're like, what is so-and-so doing in this movie? <laughs> that's either their friend asked them and they did them a solid or... Well, they took a check. They took a check, <laughs> exactly. a big old check. Exactly, you know. And there's, I'm not knocking that that point of view. What I'm saying is, you should know before you get in which of those things is true for you. Right.
1: Here's, here's the interesting thing. <clears throat> ben 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 Watkins talks about this a lot, and I use it now too. Okay. Who is your nemesis? Damn. Here's what we're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Literally, when he's having a showrunner meeting, it's like the last question he
2: asks you. Who's your nemesis? Who's your nemesis? Holy
1: crap. He wants to get to the point where you, here's where he's going and you can relate to this. Okay. What we're talking about right now. Okay. So, who is that person, I always say funny, place or thing. Who is that person in your life who who makes you get up every day, work your ass off because you're trying to prove a point too? Because oh, you're damn. trying, you see what I mean, and and wait for it. When I had him on my show last uh, uh, last March or whatever a year ago, I told him my thing. I had 30 people on my list. Oh Christ, yes. Because you got to be honest with yourself. True. People are like others, oh, probably two people that I know, bitch. There's more people when you really stop and think, right? It's like who are you envying? Who are the people who are who are who you wish you were? Who are the people you like? You had to play the whole game with yourself, and. And, and, and what he's trying to get to is who is that person that makes you get up every single day, work your butt off, trying to prove a point to that teacher, the mother who said you never would, the boyfriend who said that's just a hobby of yours, all that stuff that drives you every day. Hmm. You know what I mean? When you get to that, you accept it. You know what I mean? And you get to a point where you're excited about waking up in the morning, as opposed to the negative of why you get up in the morning.
2: Yeah. That's interesting. I never really put it in those terms before, but I would say that I don't have that person in my head anymore. However, at strategic points in my upbringing, Mm -hmm. and I mean my upbringing as an artist, not just in general, my family was, they got their issues, but they were always (laughs) great about do your thing, do you, right? Like, not only just go do it, we're okay with it. Like, oh, you're interested in this? Here's every sketch pad. Here's every kind of drawing, you know, let's go to this museum. They were that family. So, that's great. But at different points in my starting in high school, I had a, I can't remember her name. Thank God. She's probably dead by now. (laughs) Also, thank God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hated her. Um, She, when my graduating year, by the way, folks. I graduated high school i got into high school early i got accepted into college early i was accepted into college at 15. oh wow okay uh i got scholarships this is for arts okay um so, this lady just did not like me. She's like, he's just too full of himself, which I was not. Which I was not. I was a lovely young man. I got good home training. She didn't like me. She took a dislike to me and I took a dislike right back at her, which I think bothered her. Well, which, which bothered her because I was I was that kid who adults, I didn't start any trouble with anybody. But if you came at me, my parents had told me if anyone comes at you and they're faulty, <laughs> do what you got to do. That yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, and I was like age restrictions, nope. Gender restrictions, nope. Gender. Cool dad, cool mom, I'm out, let's go. Right, so this chick would come for me and I would humiliate her sometimes mm-hmm. verbally right. and she would get mad. So, in my senior year, she pulls me in, this is the guidance counselor <laughs> by the way. I thought you said it was one of the other students no, first <laughs> guidance counselor. She had 20 years on me, right. <laughs> she pulls me in her office and she gives me this thing or you know, the exit interview where you go to school, all of stuff. sudden, she's like, you're going to be a janitor, son. You, you all, you think you're smart here and you know, all this kind of stuff and I was like, I don't think I'm smart, I'm actually smart. <laughs> first of all, it's not a not me posing. <laughs> I'm looking at my grades. I'm right. clearly smart. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But I don't say that. You said that. Right. Like, you're saying I'm doing all this stuff. I'm just walking around being a teenager, getting my heart broken, falling in <laughs> love with girls I shouldn't be with, you know, all of that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, This is your future, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I just said, We'll see. And mm-hmm. she was like, you Yeah. Could, I was That's a nemesis, like a like motherfucker. Right. right yeah. But, yeah. like, people don't know, like, I, do you know me? Mm-hmm. I'm generally have a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly You're laughing, sweetheart. right? But every once in a while, people see that. We all have that side. That's the that's thing the though. Thing. But I think what happens is like, I expect that in other people. Right. I'm a contextual type of person. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if we were in a bar, you and me are just chilling, having a good time. And then mm-hmm. a couple of people set up on us and I'd be like, Oh uh, Hill, um, you see those two? Yep. You think we're walking out of here without some trouble? Nope. You want to finish these beers? Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. But you would watch the other person get ready for the moment. Right. Okay. What happens, I think, especially in this town is people want to make snap decisions. Mm. So, they see you in a particular mode and then when you switch modes, it's not code switching. This is different. (laughs) And they're like, oh, damn. That's right. He's six foot two and weighs 300 pounds. I should probably chill. (laughs) right? You know, I don't do any of it. Mm -hmm. It's all in their head. So, what happened was I first, my wife tells me I do this. I don't know that I do this. But she said, you must have given her the frost look. Mm. Right. Because that woman leaned back. I said, we'll see. Right. <laughs> Fast forward to college. Mm-hmm. And I had trouble with one of – well, I had a whole lot of trouble with the faculty of my college.
1: <laughs> you have authority issues.
3: That's
2: no, I is. don't. I have, I'm have. i spending money issues with that thing. Like, uh, this. that's a whole That's a whole You whole. not like authority. That's I'm not putting you. that on – I'm not putting that out of the internet. But I had at one point gotten into an argument with the dean of my college. I lost my scholarship. It was a mess. But – this one well, y- teacher are y'all
1: seeing a pattern? That's all I'm saying. This <laughs> one teacher
2: pulled me into his office, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Look, some people got it, some people don't. You're in the second column. Cool. You should quit now." Damn. And I was like, "Huh? Right out of really? Because <laughs> out of all the whole class, I'm the one that's already been working. <laughs> really, I should quit?" Um, and uh, um. And uh, <laughs> I was like, "We'll see, mm. right?" And right out of college, me and a cluster of guys started acting, working our asses off, making money, moving up. The where'd ranks, you Where'd you go to college? Going to say okay. I'd rather not say because I didn't have. A were good you child. on East Coast?
1: Or were you on the West Coast? West? Okay. West. But a whole <laughs>
2: bunch of people came out of there and had a ball. A lot of people went there. It's a great school. Mm-hmm. I was raised to be an adult, mm-hmm. so my dad told me at the age of 13 or 12, I'm raising my kids to get the hell out of here, right? So that you're going to think you're ready to go in a couple of years so by the time you actually go, you will be well ready to be out in the world, okay? So I was running into adults and remember, I'm in college at 16, I'm running around with all these grown-ups. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even drive. (laughs) I couldn't vote, right? And they're throwing Mm. all this stuff at me and I'm like, well, math, just in terms of tuition and stuff, I would have these big problems. I was like, well, I did the math on this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys are full of shit. You got to cut half the class because there's no way you can have an incoming class at a school this size. (laughs) Minimum half of us have to go because there's a school where you get cut like midway through two years in. I
3: know.
2: Like they did a thing called a mid-residence review and they were like, your progress is not satisfactory, we're going to cut you loose, Uh right? And I was like, but the credits don't Mm -hmm. transfer. So, that person is going back to zero Damn. and you're telling us everyone who can win is going to win all the way through. This is the Hunger Games up in here. <laughs> like, these idiots might fall for that crap, but mm-hmm. I can add and subtract, <laughs> okay? So, this, this is the problem is that when I would get into a situation where facts didn't line up with what the, what the message was. I was like, yeah, but there are these facts over here. Oh, shut up, sit down, sit down, sit down. But there are these facts over here. What are you saying, right? Like, again, these people may want to eat that crap, but I can read and listen to people. So, I would get into trouble with adults all the time, right? Once I became an adult, it was less of a problem. But while I was still a minor, adults were like, I'm not hearing this from this. Who are you? (laughs) Sit down, skinny boy. What are you? You you know, I'm like, I will sit down when you stop wasting my parents' money. Again, many of the people here are rich. My mom's a school teacher. Exactly. Okay? This is real money to me. This is not like, oh, I could be in an asylum or I could be at this school. Mm -hmm. Like, you know? So, I just like, anyway, the bottom line is I know who I am. And even with that, I still- Myself out of stuff. I still mm. said it's too big, or that's not you anymore, or that's not what you do, or right. you know, who, you, you will never get to. I used I couldn't believe I heard myself saying, You'll never. The phrase, oh. the sentence that begins with, You'll never, you would have never heard me say that prior to being 30 years old. Right. Like, um, I was always like, I'm gonna do this. You should make fun of me. People like, You got 19 ideas every five minutes, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna do some of them, <laughs> you know? But. <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting though, Jeff.
1: Um, just so you know, I'm sure there's lots of people listening to this relate mm-hmm. to a lot of the things you're saying right now. And I know I do as I was telling you. Even I'm like, man, should I start acting again? Like, especially yes. what I know now. And i say this many times, and I'm sure you probably said it yourself as a producer. Now that I've sat in a couple hundred casting sessions, watching and seeing. I would be killing a rose today. Oh my
2: god, killing a rose. <laughs> Listen, know? yeah. When I was interning, I interned at Star Trek: The Next Generation, mm-hmm. and one of the things that was great about that was under Michael Pillar, mm-hmm. and he was a he was a writer's writer, so he was all about the educational stuff. I was right. lucky in two ways interned there and then my first real big job was on Leverage where John Rogers ran that as sort of a teaching hospital. Mm-hmm. So he was having like staff writers produce episodes and he was like, go on up to Portland and Love produce. Love right? It. See if you can do that's it. That's the kind of EP you want. That's what you want. Exactly. That's by the way, Hollywood, that's how you get good EPs. You Facts. have to let the writers go to the set. Yep. You have to let the babies try and I don't care you don't like that term baby writer. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to walk, crawl before they can walk. Right. Okay. Babies crawl before they walk. I don't care if you don't like that term, if it's diminishing and you hurts your little feelings too bad, (laughs) okay? Um, But the point is you need a showrunner who expects that some of the people under that person are one day going to be in their chair. And the only way to get there is to learn how the the system works by being in it. Anyway, so I was an intern and I had been an actor only Mm. until that point. Right. So, I got to watch people come in and pitch. And one of the things I noticed being an actor was, wow, these people mumble. They don't make eye contact. All the us, Right. The they uhs <laughs> and they're very unconfident. And these are people whose work was good enough to get them an, uh, right. uh, a meeting. Mm-hmm. So, they're good. They're killers. Mm-hmm. They just don't realize it. <laughs> right. So, I was They couldn't remember their own story that they're, they're nervous. They're all freaked out. They're yeah. not performers. They're not used to memorizing. In none of that. Right. So, I was like, well, damn, I got to edit on half of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things, I watched one guy who had been flown in by the company because he had thrown, they let you, you can't do this now, but they threw in a, um, they had a thing where you could just write them, sign an NDA, uh, and if they like your script, they would buy it. Oh, right. And occasionally- Can they bring that back? (laughs) I don't know. I think the lawsuit culture would not allow for that. But um, they, uh, this one guy had come in at the company's expense because 'cause he'd written really well. He weren't gonna do that episode, but they liked all of his stuff and he was So he p- wrote a spec? He wrote a spec. Oh, oh, okay. Specs, no pitches. Like right. we love that spec. We I think they gave him an option story. They bought the story but okay. didn't make, let him write the script. Come and <clears throat> pitch us some new stuff. And he did. He was awful. Wow. I watched the room go. They were excited. There was Ooh. buzz. Oh, so and so is coming from Arizona or wherever the hell he was yeah. from. Right? He's going to pitch that. The guy who wrote script X. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> like you can't. You can understand writers like good writing. Yes. Right, like we love good writing. Yeah. I will, I will throw out a movie to read. When some, you're
1: casting, you want
2: a good actor oh my to come God, in, right? So yes. they were like, "Oh, some kids coming out of the, you know, he's coming out of the projects. He's coming out of the boonies. <laughs> he's, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be a star, right?" right? They wanted that to, they wanted that for him. Mm-hmm. They wanted that for him, and they all got down. and, and By the way, it's intimidating as hell because normally it's just you and a couple of people. This is basically almost the whole writing staff yeah. wanted to see this at dude, the table get right, right? Plus the intern taking notes, mm-hmm. me. Right, and the guy mumbled his way through, looked at his feet, and I watched less I stopped watching him, and I started watching the staff. you ain't stop taking notes <laughs> There was no notes to take. It'd, if you would have looked at it, it would have just been like like word, 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 scribble, scrabble, scribble, scribbles, scribble because scribble, scribble. you couldn't hear what he was saying, right, but the one by one, the writers and the writer producers all stopped really paying attention. They got glassy eyed, They started looking at their phones. Ooh. Right. They just, they, he, I, okay. You, you, a comedian would say, oh, he's, he's bombing. Right. And he did not sell. Right. And they did not make that episode. Even the one they'd already liked, they didn't make that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I just learned something about presentation. And so when I pitch anybody, Uh it's a presentation. It's all in my head, memorized, as you well know. Mm -hmm. Right. And, it's gotten me jobs. Right. It's like, people are like, damn, this guy's got all these stories in his head. You know, he he, he was able to rewind back to the thing we were talking about two stories ago. Mm-hmm. But all, It's not an amazing <coughs> ability. Every competent actor can do this. Mm-hmm. But most competent actors aren't also writers. That's right? That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. it was an edge and it helped me. Um, the same thing is true um, of writing. There are, or producing or making anything is that as hard as it is because of the way the business is set up now where it's all sort of IP chasing and they're using these algorithms to decide what's best Mm -hmm. sad sad little people don't do that use your guts Mm because that's the only way you're going to get through anyway Um, but you feel like there's no way to break through. There's all this chatter. There's a billion channels. There's a billion shows. There's shows that came out three years ago. I still haven't watched yet. People are like, damn, that was dope. And I'm like, so were these 10 other things, you know. 300 <laughs> like, Yeah, things. like it's like, so it's in one way it's a golden age, but it's also like everything is being made. Right. So, yeah. it can be daunting. It can be like, well, what what's little old me going to do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, for 2,500 bucks or less, here's what little old you can do. Right. And that does so. Twenty five hundred bucks is not automatically actual real money. It's an equity of, for instance, every laptop has built into it mm-hmm. editing software. Right. I don't know what they call it—movie something or I don't know. it, what it Used is.
1: to be movie magic. I don't know what no, it was.
2: Something. It, it's something. Both. 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 All. All. All your uh, all your <laughs> laptops come bundled with some sort of. Editing software, they think they've told you, oh, this is for your home videos right. and your vacation stuff. It's editing, you idiots. It's editing, mm. right? It's as powerful an editing suite as what used to be like a high-paid job in Hollywood. Mm. It's not perfect, yeah. but neither are you. You know what your cell phone can do? Shooting 4K. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Don't, don't be waiting. Right. I'm not saying this is the optimal choice. Mm-hmm. I'm saying... Just do yourself a favor and take a look at some of the projects that have been made this way. Yeah. And then look at some of the apps that have been created to make your project look better, to help you in post-production. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at those apps, understand that there's a, you know, sometimes expensive version of the editing software like mm-hmm. Final Cut or Adobe Premiere, or some After Effects, whatever. But guess what? A whole bunch of these lunatic geeks make free versions. Other knockoff versions that are just as good, right. GIMP and Photoshop. If you don't have any money, go get you some gimp, okay, because it works the same way. It does the same job. There are bunches of those things. And when you look at what you're actually spending, most of it is sweat equity. And I told my friend a long time ago, we got in a big argument about talking about these people that come along in your life to try to talk you out of stuff. Sometimes that person is you. Oh, yeah. It's usually you first. Well, they get in your head yeah. and it's those voices that's because they hit your insecurities even if you don't let them see it, yep. right? That's the That's the doubt. And it's healthy to have some mm-hmm. doubt, right? You're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. But one dude, he and I had basically the same skill set. He was mm-hmm. a writer and an illustrator. I was a little better writer. He was a little better illustrator. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I kept not going to do fun stuff because I was trying to write things mm. trying to get things going. He said, like, what the hell makes you think this is going to happen for you? I was like, because I will have it be so, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right? But the thing he was <clears throat> basically saying was, why are you even trying? Why are you even going in this direction? Mm. And I was like, there's no other direction. This is the direction. This it, it, is this or it's nothing. Right. And I don't know what nothing even means. Like, uh, you know, and... <laughs> You still, a periods of time what you don't want to have happen is that person show up when you're already feeling low because then your inner voice goes, yes, yeah, see, told you, right? This person outside of us, inner voice, has just agreed we suck. We should not go forward. We should turn from this pathway, mm-hmm. right? That person's got an agenda and your inner voice is sabotaging
1: I love this. I love this. Here's here's the interesting thing. As you were talking, I was thinking about the inner voice that usually says no first to Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you with every, I mean, everybody probably can admit to this in their own way, but I probably say no to everything that I say yes to first. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I say no, including, including even my first staff job. I said no to. So, because I felt like I was already on a level, why am I taking a staff job? But then I had to take a step back and go, wait a minute, I need
2: to get in. I told you about my partner on my first staff job. She had the same problem. She was already making a lot of money in the industry, in another kind of part of the industry. We got hired as a team if you guys don't know, teams are paid as if they're an individual person. So, the same salary is split between two people. Mm -hmm. However, what they neglect to tell you is that's a lot of money. (laughs) So, uh, but for her, it was a pay cut and she had to really look at her life and go like, I got a daughter, I got all the stuff, I got bills to pay basically. Mm -hmm. Whereas to me, it was a life upgrade that half was still way more than I was making anywhere else like that was a life-changing job Mm -hmm. okay it wasn't your acting money but it was (laughs) well acting money is ridiculous (laughs) that's so oh my god it's so unfair oh my god right oh my god oh my god
1: I can't even stand it but you know what's funny what that's not even why I'm thinking about
2: acting again no, I don't care about that. I'm not even thinking no. about the money. No. That's that's why Look, you know what you're doing. I a want to car. suit up as a Klingon, toss me a bat left <laughs> while I still got the physicality to do it. <laughs> okay. I want to get blown out of airlock and, and killed by a robot on the moon. You know? <laughs> like that wasn't even possible right. for me when I was when I was in prime of my acting mm. life. You know, but if you know, like if they did Alien Now, I'd be happy to show up to be out that Kodo, y'all. Right. I'm happy to be that dude and I can play the hell out of it. Plus, I'm cheap because I don't have any quotes, right? You can pay me scale, right? Hilarious. But it got to be alien, though. But, but, but where I'm going,
1: here's what I'm hearing, though, is this something I talk about a lot on the show is, is pivoting. <clears throat> here's what I mean. So I'm a big fan of like um, uh, Shark Tank. And there's a, a podcast I listen to. I keep telling everybody you should listen to. So you want to learn how to pitch. It's called The Pitch. Oh, damn. Okay. Fuck, it's just Shark Tank, but you're listening. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And it's much more like tech stuff. Okay. Right? But they're pitching. Okay. And it's it's still what we do and what we need to be doing. And they got to do it in two you minutes. You got to be a showman. You know what I mean? Yeah. showpers. And, and every once in a while, somebody comes on. I'm like, oh, I love how they said that. Mm-hmm. I'll write that down. Right? Boom. Perfect. So where I'm going is for yourself – you have to get to a point where you are at a place where when you, the reason Oh, so this is where I was going. One of the reasons I listened I listen to these shows is seven times out of 10, the project they come in with was not the project they started with.
2: Sure. Right? Sure.
1: So it's just like you. You might've come in as an actor and left as a writer. Yeah. You might've come in as a writer and left as a director, whatever have the thing is. You have to be is, open
2: right? to what Bruce Lee says. I'm, I'm a big believer in this. Be like water. Tracks. Go where the water is flowing. Yeah. don't try to swim. Don't try to swim upstream right. until it's time. Sometimes you have to, mm-hmm. but you need a lot of weight to do uh, upstream swim. Go where the river's going. Right. So where I'm going with it is this.
1: <clears throat> so, a lot of those people had planned one thing, mm-hmm. right? And like I said, when I first be, I was acting since I was 12 years old. I stopped when I was 32, 33 years old. Yeah. Right. I'm 52. Yeah, brother, just pretty. Don't tell them. <laughs> Don't tell people. They can't tell. Why do you, you think I shave you know, all the time? We, you know, we bite. We bite yeah. next. We vampires. Yeah. So um, where I'm going with it is this: you hear about everybody talking about their year of yes and all that shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's a version of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, like we, you know, I've been staffing for the last couple months, right? So the next thing we had to do with staff, the uh, support staff, mm-hmm. right? So. When I'm when I'm interviewing all the uh, the support staff who are who are script coordinators. Um, Wait,
2: do people know you're on the other side of the desk? Oh yeah. Okay, because people yeah. say staffing. They writers mean I'm trying to get staff. Yeah. I'm, when you say yeah. staffing, you're like I'm trying to put a staff yeah. together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been. They know. I've okay. been staffing two rooms. Okay. And they both are going, so don't call me about trying yeah, to get yeah. on the show. Too late. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I didn't say that. I so, said that. Also, I'm
2: not in either of those rooms, exactly. y'all. So it's you, you can't
1: win every exactly, time. Exactly. You can't. So here's the deal. Um, so sometimes you have to pivot is what I'm saying, right? Right. And, and, and there's a thing to, oh, so so we've, we'd be interviewing these young, they're all writers too, but they want to get on the show and be the, the writer's PA, writer's mm-hmm, A, whatever. Right? Break in jobs. Yes, all support staff. So I would tell them this. I say, so so for example, for the writer's PA, which is a difficult job to do. as you know, <laughs> So I would tell them this. For example, I'd say, you're going to be doing some things that you're not going to be very happy about. It's going to be really uncomfortable. You're going to be driving around in town and going to go get stupid shit. Because we're, in, we're meeting back in person. And so at it's least like, one
2: of the writers on staff is not as good as you are. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's going to be working
1: your nerves with the things that they want and all that stuff. And I said, but here's the, here's the thing that I want you to come out of this learning. Is you need to be planning for yourself. Because he said he wanted to be a producer or a showrunner down the line. I said, how are you going to handle this for your staff?
2: Yeah, how will you be?
1: You see what I'm right. saying? So this is why you're
2: doing this job. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, yeah. So don't look at it as a negative at this to this to this to this, this. Look at it as I'm gonna take this job. Here's how I learn. Here's right. how
2: I learn. One of the things that it's weird because you know we're both the age we are, but so I sound like the old dude sitting on the lawn. Well, let me tell you, back in my day. <laughs> uh, but the truth is, it's always the same hustle. It's always the same. It's always. not gonna ever not be this hustle okay Stephen King doesn't sell every book right Steven Spielberg does not walk away with every movie yeah. those people you love they yeah. gotta fight still even mm-hmm. when they own the company they still gotta get the <laughs> money somewhere it's not like they go in their own bank account <laughs> and make the movie exactly. right so one of the things I liked about um working on Leverage the first season I was on was season three was what I said John was like what can you do like remember the scene in Aliens where um where uh, Sigourney Weaver shows up and goes, oh, I feel like a, I'm just sitting around here. Is there anything I can do to help? And they were like, the two Marines were like, Well, is there anything you can do? And she's like, I can run that loader. And I was like, Be Ripley, yes. Be yes. Ripley, find your superpower. Right <laughs> when I was, your job. I mean, we've said this a million times. Your job when you break in when you on your first gig is to be the person the showrunner looks at and goes, either oh. Oh, it's Jeff. No worries. Yep. The worst you should ever be is, okay, no problems there.
3: Right. But
2: the best you can be is, oh, Jeff's here. Good. Right? Yep. I was always first in and last out. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave before the boss left. Right. I was in before the boss most days. Okay? Not because I'm so gung-ho and, you know, you've got to make a showing and any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want any of these fools getting any taste of anything that, like, I don't get a taste of. Right. I want to be w- available. Uh, uh, there was an episode that there was a, there's always a, especially in the days when they were doing 20, 20 plus episodes per Ooh, series. What is that? Per, I don't know. That's, <laughs> before the flood, y'all, before <laughs> Noah rescued us all, um, uh, there's always a couple of episodes where no one in the room wants to write it. Like, we go through all the process yeah. of building sure. it and it's like, man, this is a dog. I don't want to, X. Right? And th- writing an episode isn't just writing the script. You got to do the outline. You got to do all of this stuff prior to a script. Mm-hmm. Get All that has to get approved. Right. So, it was a Friday and everyone, we'd been trying to break this thing. The the, the producer, the, the studio people had come in and said, we don't like any of that other crap. We need to do this now. And we were like, it's Friday. Right. right. We already hate this thing. <laughs> Why can't we just spike it and do a whole other? No. Make it like this. Right. Nobody wanted to And And they, John basically said, uh, you know, let's table this. We'll try to revisit. Monday morning. So over the weekend, I wrote the outline Mm. of this thing that nobody wanted to do. Now the backfire is I ended up writing that episode, but I did not want to. They were like, "Well, we're going to have you write the episode," and I was like, "I don't want to." Right? (laughs) I was just trying to be helpful. They're like, "We thought you were making a play to write the episode." Like, no. I would have. I would have thought the same thing. No, but see, that's the thing. It's an unintended consequence. Right. I was just trying to be helpful. Right. Now, had I been trying to get that episode. I probably would have done the same exact thing, but I really wasn't because, as I said, no one wanted to write that episode, and I was like, "Ken, what did the senior (laughs) producer? No, you made a pitch, dude!" And I was like, "Oh my god!" So it sounds like a bad thing, but I ended up getting a script fee out of Mm -hmm. it, and I ended up writing. That was a show that I did not wish to write, that I did not like the story, Mm. and. Uh, I wrote the outline for it the best I could good enough more than good enough where the bosses were like yeah let's go shoot that Mm -hmm. or you know turn that into a script at least Um, if I had done nothing there would have been no harm no foul nobody was planning on doing anything it was a surprise to the bosses that this came over the email Mm -hmm. chain Um, be that person like I remember I
1: remember on Deadly Class there was like we're just a few weeks in awesome show awesome
2: show are idiots, none of y'all watching, and know. you're stupid. That show should still be on.
1: We were like a month, maybe a month or two in, and um we were talking about uh there was this there was this character that we're gonna bring in season two. We're trying to debate if we're gonna bring him in season one. There's the character named Mod Steven. Okay. <clears throat> he's like me, right scooters, dressed yeah, 60s yeah, 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 style, yeah, yeah. whatever. And he's gay, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Shocking. And,
1: can you believe it? And so uh, we were trying to figure something out and I said, I said something like, and I'm just spit, 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 spitballing here. I said something like, well, you know, if the mods came in, it would look like this. We're, it was all at this party.
2: Because you, know you know that whole lot. Yeah.
1: Right. And he said, and he was like, oh, yeah, I can picture it. but uh, And I went, and it was a Friday. By Sunday, I said, I'm going to write a scene of what this would look like. With the voiceover with Marcus doing all, all his stuff, stuff. Right. All the way through with the guys rolling up on scooters and getting to this party. It turned into a fight. This whole thing. And it ends with this whole little big thing. This is what I was talking about on yeah. Friday. This. Exactly. Boom. It was three pages. Cool. Right. And uh, I turn it in Sunday night. And I come in in the morning on time. And there Rick is pacing. Because he's read it. And he's just like, Pay. so everybody comes in. He's like, everybody likes it down. He's like, all right, Hillier just wrote this fucking thing the other night. Fucking amazing. (laughs) I want all you guys to go home tonight and write your version. Of this scene. No, pick a character (gasps) and write a scene. So everybody had homework to do and he wanted to see what they could do. So what started happening was a scene where, yo, can you write this thing? Yo, can you do that? He started seeing that I knew shit that everybody didn't know. Yeah. The way I described yeah. shit on the page, I wrote it exactly the way he wrote his exactly his own thing. That. Exactly you know what I mean? That. And it's You like, got to
2: take the initiative. Your job is to make the showrunner's day the best day that you can right. help make it be. Now, that partially means just doing your job well, but if you have a skill set, if you have a notion, now you got to judge the showrunner. Some showrunners are dicks. They just are. Some right. of them are assholes, complete fucking shitbags and they are not going to be featuring right. somebody doing that. Um, they might have hired you for reasons other than your <clears> ability. <throat> they might have hired you because they need to stick a minority in a right. chair. Um, fuck that, by the way. I don't take that job. <laughs> but um, uh, I understand why it exists, but the way people have turned, what they've turned it into is not why it was created. Right. Um, but whatever the reason, you have, to, you have to read the room. You have to oh, know the room. I was lucky that I had at least two showrunners that were, Do your thing. Show me what you got. Show me what you got, (laughs) right? But (laughs) it wasn't just to me. That was their vibe. They were like, we want to be impressed. We love writers. We love writing. If you have something interesting to contribute, fucking contribute it because ultimately it makes the show better. If it's not great, okay, so what? We've lost nothing. If it's excellent, we're going to add some shit, right? And it goes back to this sense of, what you self define. Um, <laughs> really, it still comes down to these two choices: Do you want to be a really good writer and work hard and and, and make money and have a living and a life writing, yeah. or do you want an Oscar and an Emmy?
3: They're two different things.
2: You might doing the first one might get you the second one, mm-hmm. but not if that's why you're doing it. Thanks. Okay, and if you just want an Emmy, if you want an Oscar, that's a track too. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not saying one is more or less legitimate. I'm saying that they are contradictory, right? You could chase that Oscar and wind up being a great writer. Yeah. You could chase being a great writer and end up with those prizes. Do, do you think one has
1: longevity over the other? Uh, um,
2: Tom Hanks and um, Robert De Niro. Okay. Started roughly the same time, completely different career tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, who
1: would have thought bosom and would be the biggest actor in the world? Yeah. Like one of the last three movie stars <laughs> exactly. standing. Still.
2: Right? like Still the, in our, his prime. Right. I will. People showing up for a Tom Hanks movie because yes. I'm yes. in it. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the thing is whatever you want to say about it Tom's actually a good actor, a but actor. he clearly chose the movie star track. Mm. He mostly plays Tom Hanks, mm. or what the public perception of Tom Hanks is. Okay. Just like Meg Ryan got sick of being America's sweetheart, right. but it ended up torpedoing her career. It wasn't the Russell Crowe stuff. Mm-hmm. People say that. That's some gossip column crap. That's not why people don't hire you. What they didn't like was she decided no, and people forgot that she was an actual actress, mm. but she went too dark, too fast. And people are like, oh, no, no, but wasn't she chasing guys and trying to have yeah. dates? And isn't she quirky and funny? Yeah. I reject this. I reject this.
1: They pulled, they pulled the MC Hammer pumps in a bump move. Exactly. Where they
2: went from. Too hard. Please, Hammer, I like, heard
1: him. To Right. Pool. It's <laughs> like Hammer,
2: you might mm. actually be this thuggy guy, yeah. but you presented us James Brown. He's exactly. It's going to take a little yeah. bit more yeah. than just a jump. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, the same deal. Whereas De Niro was just like, I'm doing these hard-ass movies, I'm, g- I'm gaining all this weight, I'm learning mm-hmm. all this, mm-hmm. and he ended up being a movie star. Right. Now, that was clearly not the goal, mm-hmm. right? But they both end up being peers in that sense. They have the same relatively similar stature as mm-hmm. actors and as movie stars. Okay. But if you look at the roles taken by either of them, you can see very clearly that up until a point in Tom's career, up until a, one point in Tom's career, he was going for like he was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Big and all that shit. And, he was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He was he was funny. Yeah. He was charming. He was mm-hmm. cute, but not so handsome that mm-hmm. he was intimidating. Yeah. Boy next door. It, it was a track. Yeah. It, he, was, he was Meg Ryan. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. But he leaned into it hard mm-hmm. to the point where now- You don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. I can just take parts. I can be the bad guy. I can do weird, crazy accents. I can Mm -hmm. dress up. I can do anything I want. But he had to get to a place. De Niro, not the prettiest man in the world. Not Mm -hmm. the ugliest. Certainly, he's nobody's, um, he's not die hard. He's not doing die hard. Right? He's not an action dude. No. Although he's been in movies where yeah. there's some gunplay yeah. and there's some people fighting and all kinds of crap. You know, he's played the hard guy and for a while he played a particular kind of De Niro role. Right. But overall, he went where the acting took him, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, both of those men knew early on, I'm doing this. This is why I'm here. Yeah. This is what I do this for, right? Um, and you can look at various. I see women trying to do it in the business, not letting them which is another shitty thing about our business. Hmm. Watching Jessica Chastain, God bless her. If I ever meet her, I'm just going to kiss her hand. (laughs) She is trying so hard to find parts Hmm. that are like, uh, what's her name? We just did Woman King. Um, uh, Viola. Viola. There's not, I'm looking at history books going, make this movie, make Hmm. this movie, make this show. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this chick is insane. But I'm assuming they haven't already done that. Right. I'm, I'm, which is probably not so <laughs> it's that they have to go get money from somebody somebody's algorithm has to go yes let's make a m- movie about the pirate queen yeah. um, who had a meeting with queen fucking um, I want to say Elizabeth one yeah. um Because she was that badass that the queen had to meet her in person to get some (laughs) kind of a deal worked out, (laughs) okay? Where's that movie? The answer is the studio is going to be like, you want to do a serious Pirates of the Caribbean which is focused on a hot girl who's not- Well, she's not hot necessarily, but there's no real love interest for her. And if there was a dude, he's going to be absolutely second banana because she is running her shit. Mm. And the other, the antagonist is the other woman in the world who was running the planet at the time, who's also on her shit. And there's no dude? Right. There's no love interest? Are they gay? No. Hollywood. Hollywood. Right? There's no money. I'm like, people will show the fuck up for a pirate movie like that. It's just- you want it to be. Can't you d- just
1: fuck around like dudes fuck around? Yes, <laughs> you know absolutely.
2: But the thing <laughs> is they want it to be two dudes. Exactly. You pitch it exactly the same way. <laughs> with two men it's the king of england and the pirate king right. oh hell yeah call it the pirate king exactly. call it the pirate you know what pirate forward slash king, king. that's the fi- <laughs> right that movie's green lit tomorrow okay and i can I'm, see it right so i'm looking at these women <laughs> who have stature who built into the game and they stacked up their chips and tv or other movies they right. work their way up and the scripts there you can see the scripts they're they're almost there or but they can't get the they can't get the backing. Right. Right? I'm like, so it's harsh. But it's your ship. Hmm. It's your ship. Right. Spike Lee made Chiefs got to have it with credit cards. You know, Robert Rodriguez made El Mariachi by selling his blood and be, being, you know, regardless of what kind of people they grew up to be. I don't know them. I don't know anything about them. But I know those origin stories very well. But here's the deal though, Jeff.
1: <clears throat> we walked in here today and you showed me- the second episode of your animated show. And what did I say when we finished? I said something like <laughs> way to not wait for
2: Hollywood. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what you said. That's you exactly me? what you said. I hate that shit. But you know what it is? That's what. Listen, I'm in the audience. I got in this whole big thing. I did comic. I was writing comics for fun for the last couple of years. Amazing comics, by the well, way. Well, the fun, the the fandom of comic books is like normal moviegoers and stuff, mm-hmm. but like on crack. Okay, <laughs> they get really, they get amped out about some stuff, <laughs> right? And those are the true fanboys, right? <laughs> oh, okay, you know, or, uh, some of them need a smack, but <laughs> but the thing is, um, part of the reason I was doing the comics, the big two comics at all, one was they liked my pitches. Yeah. Obviously, that's where it all begins and fails Mm -hmm. um, or fails. Uh, Also, by the way, I pitched each of those companies way more stuff than they accepted to do. The ones you see are the ones they accept. Mm. Always. Okay. But part of the reason was, well, no one's doing this. I want to be in the audience. I told these people, they're like, you can't say this. You're writing these comics. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'm writing this comic. I'm not writing this other comic. I'm just an audience of this other comic. Just because I happen to be writing this comic book doesn't mean I don't get to have an opinion about a thing that I'm also a fan of like you. Um, And I kept waiting for people to do stuff. I kept waiting. Like, there's enough black writers. They don't even have to be black. There's enough good writers. Can they not do that? Can they not try this? doesn't mean I'm so great. Right? I'm not thinking I'm so awesome. I'm just like, well, ain't nobody doing it. Nobody's doing it. Have you read the new Black by the way? No. Is it good? I haven't. I, I ordered it. I haven't. It hasn't come in yet. Uh, I want to see it. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I mean, I've worked on a lot of projects and there's a lot of people coming up and doing stuff, but like- I felt bad that Attack the Block, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I was like a huge, like, I was the John the Baptist of Attack the Block. Okay. I went to a, uh, what do you call it? Had the had the filmmakers, they screened it, and the filmmakers were there. And I'm in the back like, no American version! Do not sell <laughs> yes. this to Hollywood! But I'm like, who is that lunatic? <laughs> that- There's the black guy in the back, yes, me! <laughs> do not sell this to, you know, make this stay British! I agree. Because these fools don't know, they will mess it up, yes. right? But the thing is... It was all white folks who made that movie. Five or ten times. It was all white guys that made that movie. Mm -hmm. They were, that movie was ten years too late. Black Mm -hmm. people should have made that movie. Mm -hmm. Not that I have some big giant racial animus, but I'm like, if I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that one white dude to come up with a story about us (laughs) that is great and makes it. Like, Mm -mm. why am I waiting on that? Mm -hmm. I don't need to be waiting on Jordan Peele. He's only got so many hands. You know, you yeah. can only do maybe two projects at one time and there's like 9,000 projects that need to get made. Yeah. So, the other thing is you do, what is it the thing, start where you are, mm. do what you, what you have, do what you can, whatever. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't have, some of my friends have, many of my friends have a lot more money than me. And they can go, oh, I'm going to make a short film, live action. Exactly right. Right. I'm going to rent out this hotel. And I'm, gonna, and I'm like, well, oh, that's nice for <laughs> you. I'm just going to make it for 100 grand. Yeah, yeah, it'll I be can, cheap. You know, I can write that off <laughs> on of my taxes. Well, you're a goddamn multimillionaire. Of course you can. <laughs> I am not balling like that. <laughs> right. But what I do know and what I can do is work. I know how animation works. I can draw very well myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a rock solid illustrator now. Um, so I can You were speak.
1: practicing your butt off the last couple of years though. Been, we saw it.
2: Yeah. I've been doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I've been like, but it means I can speak the language of the people in the ways that we all can understand. I can, speak, I can use the shorthand. Right. Right. And I have now friends in this environment that I can go, hey, what about this? Or, you know, and they'll be like, no, just do it like this. And they'll show me, right. you know, or, you know what? Just get out of the way. I'll do it. You know, like that, <laughs> Right? Like that. Um, so, what we could do is what we're doing. And that's the thing. It's not that I'm settling. It's not that I'm just trying to, you know. This isn't like the substandard version of what I got to do. Right. This is, we chose to make a project based on what we realized we had sitting in front of us. We mm-hmm. were like, these are the tools we have available. This is what we can devote to it. These are the people that are willing to come play. Let's do something. Right? right? Now, in real life, it costs a minimum of seven hundred and fifty k. To do a decent single episode of an animated project. Right. For this shorts, which are basically three to five minutes a piece um, until the, the sequence is done, the, the shorts tell a story, and right. the story's done, we will have created roughly a pilot episode, okay. the equivalent of a pilot episode. So it'll be like
1: six, three to four or five minute pieces? Yeah, or something. something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and we will have spent a fraction mm-hmm. of the amount of money it takes to do it. "Quote unquote," right? right. Um, that's partly because of the muscle of a lot of this new software. Their upgrades on various things I listed at the beginning mm-hmm. have made it. There's there's whole studios that just use these things, but these are off the shelf. These are not. I didn't need any special training. Right. Anything I had a question about, I'd be there's got to be a YouTube video on this. Sure enough, there's 19 videos. <laughs> Some of them are in different languages, and I'm like, oh, this <clears> one <throat> makes sense. You know, the point is, is Skill, time, money, project. But, so you do what you can with what you've got. Um, But like you said, I got sick of waiting, and I am so sick of waiting. And then when I see something that comes up, and I'm like, well, this is weak. Like, one of the things I do is I watch a lot of bad movies. My friends are like, why do you do this? Why are you torturing yourself this way? And I'm like, because a lot of the reasons a lot of these- and it's mostly sci-fi. People, Mm -hmm. Sci-fi and horror are easy to make a bad movie. Easy. So easy, it's like basically that's the genre, bad movies. (laughs) But what's very interesting is what makes them actually bad, right? Um, there's a whole bunch of these weird movies, little horror movies coming out of Ireland right now. I don't know mm-hmm. why they're making their actors do American accents. I guess they think it'll Turns get a like, wider yeah, wider appeal right. or whatever, but a couple of pretty good um, horror movies, low budget, mm. technically, because they're in single location right. and it's like a house in the forest, right. but it's well shot, it's beautifully acted, and, and those are great. But you take the same amount of money and have a bunch of Americans do mm. something similar. And I'm like, well, clearly you like slasher flicks because you got a yeah. whole yeah. lot of blood yeah. slinging around. Exactly. Where is the script? Right. Or everything else is great. It looks beautiful, the acting's great. Where is the script? Or the script is great. Did you just hire your girlfriend? <laughs> like, what? This chick can't act even yeah, a little. Guess, Why is she yes. the lead? Yeah. <laughs> you know That's usually the problem. Or everything's great. Actors are great. Dude, what's up with the sets? Yeah, There's always something. And it's not a little thing. It's always so bad it's a deal breaker. Yeah. Right? And what I've noticed is there's a lot of cats making movies that are really hot on the Effects that they could do, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, you know geez, that was competitive. Holy mm-hmm. crap! And then it goes to the scenes where people are talking. I'm like, oh, yikes! Oh. <laughs> Even when the actors are good, I'm not yeah. going to name any names. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> name any movies. You can go find them yourself. God yeah. knows they're out there. Mm-hmm. But that's part of waiting. It's like, oh, I saw a title that looks cool. I'm gonna like, yikes! I'm like, oh, that look. Oh, damn! No, back up, right. back up, back up, back up. You know, um, and you're
1: doing it because of what again? I
2: just want to do it. I mean, you're watching these bad Oh, I watch them because there's always something, there's always this one or two things wrong that you see why it crashed and burned. But there's always something in it you're like, oh, damn, that was dope. Mm. Like this person needs to be, this director needs to be a special effects director Mm or maybe a second unit director to figure out how to do certain things they didn't know how to (laughs) do, learn how to do the other things, but or this actor surrounded by crap it's like oh damn I hope somebody discovers her because holy shit right. she, she's the only reason I'm sticking around in this horrible <laughs> movie and not because she's wearing a t-shirt or whatever right. <laughs> you know like oh she can go holy cr- what's that name damn you right. know things like that mm-hmm. but what the thing that they all have in common is they didn't talk themselves out of anything okay. they looked at the assets that they had what favors they could cash in and they made their shit they did that thing every single one of them however bad or good that is they're better than the person who sat on the couch and went mm, that's not my lane i haven't i haven't told you about this I haven't
1: talked about it much but last year this time um yeah this time last year um pamela and i my producing partner we had i think i told you we wrote this this script about Katha williams the first you know black mm. um Buffalo, he became <laughs> Buffalo Soldier, you know, slave and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we decided we were going to make it into a uh, scripted podcast. Oh, wow. And what, what what happened was, and you know this being a research junkie as yourself, mm-hmm. you go down these rabbit holes when you're researching. And in your research, what what we discovered was this. Everybody sees her as the folklore of this first black, you know, uh, woman to disguise herself as a man went and wouldn't fought, fought with the buffalo soldiers the fact is none of that is real no what no. No. she did do that okay but she got hurt and injured early okay so she became the cook and the seamstress oh wow so she, she was there but she wasn't she getting wasn't, any she wasn't fighting she got in the game but when they realized exactly. she was a
2: chick you're like oh girl no, no. well
1: she did get discovered later on but it okay. wasn't Anyway, but while she was in there for the time she was in there, she was mainly a cook and she walked with a stump. Like there was all these different things. So here's the interesting thing. What we found out is her being a seamstress when she got out of being a seamstress. Okay. She started making dresses for society women and became one of those first wealthy black people that we've See, ever known. No, where is my
2: so mini
1: series? That's what we made the show about okay. was about her success. And in that success, we discovered all these other black men and women, the guy who started the first hotel, the woman who started Harlem, like all these different things. We were like, oh, this this is a show, right? So we call it Black Fortune
2: and that's the show? So,
1: the show, we're doing a scripted podcast on it first.
2: Oh, hell yeah To yes.
1: make it move into that. Well, so, before be, I got this job You with know ben, I'm,
2: I'm acting again. I'm, I'm, I don't have an so agent on us. <laughs> we made
1: the proof of concept of the pilot that I want to send to you. Okay, do. And it's from the point of view uh we were like, how we bring it into the, into today? Okay. So, what we do is in the pilot, there is a train that in our version, it goes from the East Coast to the West Coast. Now, this takes place in like Trinidad, Colorado which okay. is where she was, Okay. right? So we were saying, well, what if there was a little orphan black girl who meets her father for the first time, and they take a train ride from the East Coast to the West Coast. <sighs> and as you get on and off the train, they meet all these people in history, and she tells a story to the little girl, and the little girl narrates a story that tells us how they became who they became. I
2: mean, I'm here for that. right?
1: And then... At the final episode is the little girl. We come to realize now she's some big success in 1930 okay. or whatever it is. You know, all this is in the 1800s going on okay. today. Okay. So, yeah. it's in,
2: even the the modern day is actually still in the 30s. Yes. Great. I'm here for it. Yeah. Send me all Now she's
1: all grown and we go in between her voice as a child and her voice is today. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. she's narrating all of these different stories. You know what
2: I mean? So, that's, that's what it is though. It's like... I meet up with people that are of like minds and sometimes we make stuff. Uh, I met up with Tilly and Susan Bridges and we made some stuff. They came back to me years later like, we like your science fiction stories. Can we make a show that adapts them? I was (laughs) like, you can't but here's a whole bunch of money. Now it's mine and you can go do it, you know. Um, I just was in a whole long thing on Audible where I'm trying to get something going with Mm them.
1: Who are you talking to over there? I'm talking to them too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh,
2: uh, Audible UK or Audible here. USA. No, I'm, a, okay. I'm doing it for weirdly. It's UK. Okay, um, I'll tell you later. That's I probably even better. I'm trying to put her name out there because <laughs> all you fools will call exactly her. ring. Uh, 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 but yeah, um, the thing is, is that I realize that a lot of the groups that are out groups. What I'm here to do is tell stories. What I'm here to do is tell stories. I live in a world that is filled with a diaspora of people, a weird diversity of people. Well, not weird, but a a wild diversity of people. Mm -hmm. I don't think of it as, oh, here's my gay friend or here's my foreign friend. Mm -hmm. It's like I just have a lot of people in my life that have very interesting, fun backgrounds and always have. Mm -hmm. And I think most people who certainly come from urban environments, you kind of can't not because of the way cities work. Right? If you yep. scratch the person next to you, you're going to get a story. <laughs> exactly. Right? So, remember how there was this huge backlash of we- in certain quarters against the show Friends, which I quite like, by yeah. the way. Because there not any black people in it. And it was set in New York. There's no Puerto Ricans and black people in their entire world? Damn! You know? Yeah. Same with and Woody then Allen. Girls movies. got it later. You know, yeah, nature. Woody Allen movies, yeah. right? And, they're, they're, and on, on a certain level, I wouldn't say in their defense, there's a bunch of white people writing about the stuff they know. Clearly, they did not know any of those folks. <laughs> <movies>. so, <laughs> so, what were they supposed to do? <laughs> but, but I think what happens is sometimes people get bogged down in. And it's, it's a really negative, it's a really weird, almost invisible effect of white supremacy, which is a white male supremacy, white straight Christian male supremacy, yeah. it's gonna be very specific. Um, all of the groups that aren't that have spent so much time, so much of their history on one back foot, like constantly like ready for a punch, ready to duck a punch, ready yeah. to take a punch if they have to, so that when they get a chance to do something, part of what they're trying to do is make that point. You know and I'm like I get you mm-hmm. I understand that but you have to tell a story you have to have characters that people can find compelling you have you, it can't just be the point yeah. I understand why you're mad I am also mad about a lot of the same mm-hmm. stuff but end of the day you see all the crazy flack that Star Wars got for including Ray and Finn mm-hmm. They made those movies anyway, they were not trying to make, they're so woke, I'm like what was woke about a girl Jedi? What was woke about a black stormtrooper? Exactly. It's just you had, they 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 the people who were mad about it wanted it the way it had always been. So you're already making a statement yep. just by showing up. Tell Show up with a great story. If you're showing up with a story and a lecture, yeah, you can do it, you know. But you don't get – you're not allowed to be disappointed at the result because right. people don't go to the movies to be lectured. They just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm not going to see any more of these like black angst movies. I'm not going to <laughs> any more slave narrative movies. You keep making them and there's a reason to make them. I'm not saying don't make them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that can't be the only thing. And right now it seems like too yeah. much of the politics of – you don't let us, you don't let us, you've kept us out. I get it, man. I fucking get it. Mm-hmm. But you can't, that can't be the point. If that's the, if that's the naked obvious point, sure. you're turning off your audience. It has to be this is an amazing story. Yeah. Right? I read like the story you just told me. That's amazing. They're success stories. Right. And, yes, some of them went from slaves to whatever. Right. Some of them were freed. Right. You know? And it's not minimizing the obstacle. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you can't just have the negative part of the narrative. Right. You have to have the other side of the narrative, the dream part of the narrative, the thing that says, I want my guy putting his boots on a moon, I want my lady fighting dragons at the bottom of the sea and I don't want there to be a freaking conversation, well, how could a black woman be down here, to-? like, fuck off, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> How could a white woman be? It's a dragon underwater. How can a white woman be doing it? Who cares? Is it awesome? Yeah, let's go. Exactly. You know, so now Lathan in uh, Alien versus Predator, <laughs> right. she was bad as hell, wow. man. Like, but I don't think anyone went, oh, black chick. Mm-hmm. They might have. Oh, somebody some, did. Some, well, you know, <laughs> you know who did. But <laughs> point being is that that part did not need a black woman in it. It just needed- that woman in So, But let's talk about this right quick. So, okay. so we did
1: we did an episode a few weeks ago talking about um, the, the, and I'm sure you're up on uh, this, the uh, Craig Mason show. Why am I going to play? Uh, go, go. What? Craig Mason show. Um, uh, the Last of Us. Forgive me. Oh, yes. So here's, here's the interesting thing that we were talking about. It was Before me, you start, I don't blow the game.
2: No, Many no, people no, no. I've worked with that were it. on
1: the game. I don't All I know is watch the show. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm about to say, I'm about to preface all this. Okay. Love the show. I'm a zombie head, as you know. <laughs> watch the show. It's it's the only show that I watch on Sunday. Wow. It's the only show I watch that comes on the night it comes on. Wow. So let's be clear. Oh, you?
2: it's it's my CTV for you. Oh,
1: it's like it's a zombie show. It's so a I'm going to watch that. Television. Show, right? That's just okay. who I am. Nice. I'm still on this Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm still that dude. Right. Now, here's the interesting thing. My complaint Uh-oh. is about the nuance. So let me give you an example. Okay. So this is something Linnell brought up that I was like, oh, God, that's a really good choice. So we were talking about how much we loved it. And he, but here are some things from the person of color gaze that's missing from the show that white folks wrote. Now, let's just be clear. Still fans, but here's what's missing. Here they made Joel Miller... Character Now, I've never played the game. I'm not a gamer. No. So, I don't know nothing about that shit. I've seen the game. But let's be clear. Joel Miller, assuming that was a Jewish character in real life, right? Miller. So, I said, huh. But they made him Pascal, right? Yeah. In the show. But there's nothing Latin about him whatsoever.
2: He's just a generic American dude. He's just American a generic dude.
1: American dude. Yeah. And I'm like. Well, in the game, he's a generic American dude. But to me, that's the problem. Now we're in TV and you have to make the world bigger. Right. right? You give her a black, black daughter. She's just a daughter. There's yeah. no nuance to what a black girl would do. There's, no, like, there's like lots of little interesting things that we, for example, we were talking about this, but you're going to laugh at. So she's making breakfast for him. And she makes some just some regular old eggs or whatever, right? Wouldn't to it be? a Latin father, no, he ain't got no salsa, he ain't yeah. got
2: nothing, nothing whatever to show. But it's more new, like no hot sauce. You're you're criticizing that they did not think that nuance, were, bitch. But they can't do it. That's not. It's not a negative. They couldn't have. It couldn't have occurred to them. That's it the problem. Didn't occur to them. Right? That's the problem. Is all I'm saying.
1: You think well, we'll just change them into this, but you miss now. You miss the layers.
2: Now you miss Listen, the little. That's you talking about. Wow, shockingly, it's the rant room. That don't That's mean I hit the show. About, you right. see, I still, so still watch the show. Writing. Now, remember yes. The Wire. The Wire was written all by white dudes. Right. Older white dudes. There was one black guy, I believe. Was they him in. Yeah, yeah. They I, brought it I in. I just listened to he the He didn't book. start, though. He did not. He okay. came in on maybe season two or okay. something. Okay, like but it. my point is, black mm. people went crazy about The Wire. Okay. They were like, holy crap,
3: a show. Damn, this
2: right. is the best show ever. Everybody was getting work. Everybody was working. Right? But... It was all white dudes, yeah. but the difference was one, they're all A-class writers. And the other one was almost all of them had been reporters on the beats that they Facts. were writing about. Spoke to the people, know how they talk, in what they them. act. Right. Yes. So whether they had to do research or whether it was just osmosis because they had been immersed yes. in these subjects. One of them right? was a cop. Exactly. All, all, of, all that. of that. Yes. That level of nuance was present. Yes. Okay. But one video game people ain't doing no nuance. There's no nuance in video games. Mm-hmm. So, lifting out a video game to make it to a show, it probably didn't even occur to them that nuance was required. Like, their idea of what nuance is, is what you see. Like, but
1: I have heard him say, no, no, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm no, afraid. go, go, go. But I've heard the defense is, but he cast him Latin. Like, as if he did do something. The only thing he did do was make him a Latin face, but there's n- if you don't make him anything about
2: who he is. Listen, I wrote the Blood Syndicate comic right? for Milestone Comics, Right, this Milestone Entertainment this last year. Mm-hmm. Six I'm black, I'm a black American male, uh, I think half the characters are queer okay. um, and almost more than half the characters are of Latin. Uh, uh, derivation, that is yep. to say, they're Afro Latin or they're Latin, Latin, whatever you right. want to, however you want to break it up. But they're also f- from different Latin communities. They're yep. not all from one single Latin right. community. Another thing people forget yes, about, for right? Sure. But I wrote them speaking Spanish. I wrote them doing stuff that I have observed my Latin friends doing and mm-hmm. being around them. But also, I will make a phone call occasionally like, hey,
3: that's how doing would due y'all say diligence, this? though.
2: Yes. But remember, I am black, Mm -hmm. so part of my, how do I say this right, is a survival skill for a black writer, for a woman writer, for a queer writer Mm -hmm. to be able to write the other. Because it is necessary in our lives for us to be able to anticipate and understand how the other thinks because the other for several centuries Mm -hmm. kept fucking with us. So I need to know how y'all gonna jump, which means I have to understand you. But the other, in this case, the that majority person, good or bad, does not have to understand shit about us. It's not a survival adaptation Facts. to know how we are. They need to know where we are mm-hmm. in their minds. like, let's put them over here in right. Compton. Now we know where they are. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to deal with them, I just don't go to Compton, right? <laughs> but that's pretty much the extent. Right. Anyone who does more than that is doing more than that. I don't think... I got in a whole big thing about the race swapping and stuff in the Marvel movies, right? People are on one side or the other, and I'm like, you got enough characters, you didn't need to do any of this. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to be controversial about this, you didn't need to make this guy black or this chick, whatever. Just use the characters you got. You got thousands of characters. The movie people don't know. Yeah. Just use the ones you got. You don't need you don't need a black Norse god. That was a huge waste of Idris Elba when you had all these other characters he could have been, right. right? But from their point of view they're like this has been Lily White every every show, every movie needs to look like the world. Right. I'm like then you probably shouldn't have done Thor. Cause Thor's a Viking. Exactly. They ain't no black Vikings. There was one black samurai. Okay. So if you're sitting the movie in ancient Japan and it's chock full of black samurai, you're not helping anybody. There was one, right? So or maybe two, I don't know. But um I'm saying like it's it's not it's a blind spot in them. Like these are people who theoretically are on our side, so to speak. And they they have the luxury of not having to worry about the nuance you're you're pointing out, because their ideas isn't the goal that we're all just generic Americans. And I got a feeling the Hasidim don't want that. Mm. They want to be Hasidic Americans. <laughs> they don't want to be generic Americans, yeah. right? Um, and nor should they be required to be. So if you're going to write about them, which I'm not, or the Amish, right. I would do. I mean, even if I was going to, I would have to do so much research, but I would know I have to do so much research. Right. The other side of that coin is I don't have to do any research. I know how people are. I'm around But TV. see, I think that
1: that's, that's here, here here was part of the argument that yeah. we were having. Yeah. Again, we all love the show. We're yeah, all yeah. watching the show. Yeah, I
2: love the show too. So, I'm not saying you're wrong, by the yes. way.
1: I'm, I'm trying to get in their head this, set, this, this is mindset. Dude, you're a fan of Star Wars and I, you, I bet you guys debate Star Wars. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm that's all I'm doing is going here's I'm with I'm, you. I'm
2: not saying anything you said so, was wrong.
1: Yeah. So so one of the other things we were talking about, talking about the whole nuance of it mm-hmm. all, because there's not a real staff to write the show, and you don't have right. a person who looks like Pascal on the show or the little girl or anything like that, his daughter. Um you are now missing what's for somebody to say, well, you know, a little black
2: girl probably wouldn't just walk in a house like this and do this. Well, did you feel like this <laughs> you know about the uh, the Native American couple that the older people that they met at the cabin uh-huh. that were just living out there in the woods or whatever, they also played them as generic Americans. Yeah, that did. could have been an old white couple. Yeah. I think that that is either, it's what we just, just talked about, it's either a generic failing in a lot of writers who yeah. are not of those cultures or it's a failing in the material which is trying to... Sort of, in some ways, homogenize everything. We're all the same. You know, like, there's a point of view. Like, that, that's a phrase of "I don't see color." Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, then you're a racist because <laughs> the color's the point. Right. Like, the nuances are the fun. Like, right. I'm not. I'm not going to a potlash and looking around to see a whole bunch of people pretending to be Hopi or Cherokee or right, whatever. Right. I want to be with the people as they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, um and that's the point of the country, right? It's a quilt. It's a I don't like melting pot. I always like quilt. Um, quilts are little squares of different things <laughs> sewn together to make one beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. A melting pot means we all sort of dissolve into this bleh. Like, <laughs> I'm not here for that. Have you ever been to Mardi Gras? That ain't no damn melting pot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's a rule. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily defending more like I'm trying to explain it because it's something I think about too. Um, I, I was on, I can't. It's hard to tell stories about shows I've been on because I don't want to get people in any sure. shit. Let me, there was a situation where I had to point out that something that they were doing with a black character and I happened to be the only black writer in the room. No, that, that happens. Was, that, that was shocking. <laughs> um, uh, not on my shows. Mm. Um, but um, I was like, I don't know if you've thought this through. Right. Because they were thinking and I could tell, these mm-hmm. were, they were horrified when I pointed this out. They were like, but well, we're not, you know, and you could see on their right. faces inside, they're like, Why not? oh Is my this? god, I'm not trying to say anything. But they didn't say that but you could see yes. there was like this They literally became pale like, mm-hmm. oh shit, <laughs> right? And I was like, if you do this with this character, what you're going to basically be doing, I'm trying to be so obscure about this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You're going to be putting a black man in a position of a slave overseer. Mm. You could do this if it was any other character than this one black character you have in this show. By doing it with this guy, Uh whether you choose to or not, you're going to be making a statement. All I'm saying is, is that the statement you want to be making? (laughs) I'm not saying don't make it. I'm saying if you make the statement, intend to, because there will be some conversation. Okay. They had clearly never crossed their minds. Right. And I was n- not wanting to be that guy in the room. I don't like what they call playing the race card. I don't mm-hmm. like doing that. Um unless it's egregious, right? Like I always try to go, Okay, well maybe this character is this way and sure, I'm weird. Other black people have found me strange but I'm just as black as they are, right. so if you made a show about me, there would be some black people in the audience going, that's not a black guy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm black, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm black. But um, uh, I feel like what your solution, you, you didn't say it exactly, but the solution is if if you're going to have a room, it needs to be a room of inclusion. Sure. Um, and it doesn't matter what the subject matter is. That's the thing I think people forget about. It's
1: that. They only bring us in when there's a black character or something.
2: You can't just bring in the Latin character person because you have Latin people on Mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. If you live in New York City and your show is set in New York City, now your little part of New York City may be the Upper East Side or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. And maybe you only grew up around people just like yourself, but you're not writing a story set in those three boardrooms or in those four um, high-level restaurants or maybe you are. In that case, yes, only staff with Muffy and Tiffy, (laughs) okay. If that's the world you're writing about and it's just that, but understand, eh? when you step outside that door, there's actual New York out there and actual New York is filled with these kind of people, Russians. Puerto Ricans, the uh, South Asians, mm-hmm. freaking Middle Easterners. Yep. Forget the black folks. Forget the white folks. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are uh, Koreans. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people from all over the world in that city. So, if you start depicting that city and you don't have any of those people in your writing room, you fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah, you might think you're good enough. We promise you, you're yeah. not.
1: Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, imagine. You know, if it had just had some of those layers. Now, I'm talking about the pilot, by the way, is, 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 is my only big issue. Yeah. Now, let's jump into you were going into like when they get to that little city and the little uh, little town and the, the, oh. the, the native couple. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not talking about that because okay. here's why. We are now 20 something years into the future. Right. When there hasn't been any nuance. Everybody's living the same. True for the most part, and they're True. out in the middle of nowhere, True. growing you're up. You're saying the
2: flashback parts should show that
1: it should show more of more of the new. That's that again, all I'm saying.
2: Again, it's weird. I can't believe I'm in this position. Okay, I don't know this dude's life at all, but if if the, if the writer of the show had a very generic company that we don't know, right? Mm. He might be like, "Oh, cool," you know, like. Um, I mean, I know him. I'll have to ask him one day.
1: The but Filipino I think I think it was just,
2: lady, right? Mm-hmm. She was in the Philippines, I think. Probably, the, yeah. The, the, the lady who discovered what was about to happen. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, um, that was all full of nuance mm-hmm. because it was a foreign country, right? Right. But when you're at home, you think you know everything. So. You gloss over. You gloss over. If I write a generic American family, well, everyone can relate to that. Mm It doesn't matter if they're black or Latin or Asian or whatever because it's a generic American family. And I'm like, yes, up to a point. But there are, as you say, certain nuances that would have made it richer, that would have made it more effective. Like one of the things I tried to do in both my comics that I did, Mm -hmm. I haven't had to write a lot of different, um, I haven't. Procedural dramas don't generally uh, have a lot of nuance in them, right? So, you don't have to worry about that too much. Well, your character
1: usually has some backstory flawed thing that's going on. That's what I'm on, saying. You know what but I mean? it's but always, sure.
2: it's very specific character yeah. based or it's whatever milieu they're going into, right. right? So, I would call that nuance that's more like, oh, I'm going into the jungle, you know, like that. <laughs> but in the comics, people, there's restaurant Spanish, mm-hmm. there's Spanglish, there's Puerto Rican Spanish, there's Mexican Spanish. Right. Uh, there's Hondurans fucking Spanish. Right? And all of these cultures are in our culture now. They're all mixed into the American culture. One of the things I note is that I have French speakers on my, uh, on my dad's side of my family. Yeah. They go in and out. When they're speaking French to other French speakers, they'll just speak French. But when they're speaking to people who are either they know are bilingual or Americans, yeah. they go in and out they will speak French randomly. Mm. In the middle of a sentence, they'll use the appropriate word rather than, or the appropriate sentence rather than the English one. Right? When they're speaking to French speakers, they don't ever choose the English word to say the thing, unless there literally is no other word except the English word. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Macintosh. (laughs) Right? Or uh, what is it? Microsoft. (laughs) Like, there's no other word for that. (laughs) But, um, so I wrote a lot of, People doing both things. Um, some of the people in the audience were like, "Well, I find this impenetrable," and I'm like, "Tough shit. Mm. I also find it impenetrable." I had to ask my Spanish-speaking friends, "Is this correct? Mm-hmm. What would you know? Is this the right way to say this? All this kind of stuff." Because it's real. It's right. a nuance. It makes the place that doesn't exist seem like it might possibly exist. Yeah. But you have to have lived a life. Like writers can only bring to bear what they know, and I think. They have to respect that they don't know everything. If I want to write about 15th century England, time to hit them books, Yeah, time to talk to which, some scholars. Which, they, he wanted to do the right thing, clearly, um, I mean it's never the wrong thing to hire Pedro Pascal, that guy's a beast. Well, but, I mean the casting is amazing. But you're not wrong. If you're going to show this blended family, it's clearly black and Latin family, As mm-hmm. soon as you cast Pedro Pascal. You got half the Latin. You see the daughter. As soon as you have a little black girl, the daughter that's black. She's
1: going to do some shit. That's all I'm saying. So, but again. Is there something
2: else I can help with? No, Siri. Thank you very much. Wow. This Um, bitch has been recording everything.
1: That's hilarious. You got nine hours of shit just Oh, my God.
2: Siri, stop recording me. Silent. Oh. Yeah,
1: I know you're uh, watching. I know you're watching. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Um, um, yeah, I'm, yeah,
2: you're not wrong, but the only way around it is this is a sort of an auteur show, right? It's basically yeah. one or two writers writing yeah. every episode. You're not going to win this, right? You need a room, and that room needs to have different people in it.
1: Well, that's the rumor. Is season two they're they're being told they're going to bring in writers, but it, but one of the writers doesn't want more writers in a room. Of course, why and, would you?
2: Like, I'm getting all this money, and I'm having my visions exactly. expressed. Yeah. Like, I would do that. I'm doing it right now in the shorts. I'm writing every episode. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> it kind of depends, right? Like, if it's a really personal story and it's small enough, um, yeah, I, I, I would be comfortable giving enough lead time writing every episode. But if it's a big story that has a lot of different kinds of people in it, I don't know, any women at all in it, I might want some ladies in the room, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, I don't know why that's not desirable. I've I've been lucky to work on staffs where that was clearly desirable by the showrunners I think so far except for one, Courtney is obviously a black woman. But um, all the white male showrunners have had diverse staffs. I wasn't the only black guy or wasn't the only minority I guess. Current fucking word. Here.
1: Person of color, Person whatever of the
2: fact. color, marginalized. <clears throat> I am none of those things. By the way, <laughs> I am not marginalized. Most human beings are brown. <laughs> I am not a minority. Again, most human beings are brown. Exactly. Uh, and uh, I don't consider myself marginalized. I consider myself dead center of my <laughs> fucking culture. So fuck you with all of that bullshit. Hilarious. But um, it, it's a comfort zone thing too. Right? Like all this comes back to handshake culture. What are you comfortable with? I'm comfortable with all walks of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't have any problems with people unless they're dicks. Be a dick, you're out. Who you're fucking, is it not me? If you're not my wife, I promise you it's not me. So (laughs) I don't even fuck who you're fucking as long as they're also not a dick. Mm -hmm. Not my business. Not in a a hands-off kind of way. It's Mm -hmm. like it's not my place to judge any of that. You're here for these things. If you're a decent person in the world, I'm with you. I'm with you, you know, but my comfort zone obviously is bigger, right? I can hang out. I met a young person, non-binary, never, I didn't know what non-binary was. Mm -hmm. I'm of an age where that was not a thing that was readily talked about. (laughs) I'm a gay man and I'm just learning about it. This is what I'm saying, right? (laughs) (laughs) Humans evolve, life evolves, right? You have to roll with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I met this person who I thought was fantastic, by the way, Mm -hmm. and Spent a long time in the first hour of our acquaintance referring to them as she. Mm. At some point, they took me aside and said, Hey, look, I get it. Not really comfortable with the whole she thing. Mm. Um, I'm like,
3: You look like a (laughs) chick. Right?
2: (laughs) Um, They said, Well, be that as it may, uh, my preference, the way I exist in the world, Mm -hmm. is I'm non binary. And I was like, And you could tell from my non-poker face, right. on their face, he really does not know what this is. That's, yeah, right? at least one wouldn't, wouldn't be offended by right. that. Right. And I said, I, I don't know what that is. So, then they explained it to me mm-hmm. and I was like, so what are your, what you prefer? I didn't know what, people now say what are your pronouns. Right. I was like, what should I say? Mm-hmm. Right. And they said, oh, they, them, like, I'm like, really? Like, yes, really. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. now understand, this is literally the first time I've ever heard of this, so I'll be screwing up, okay? I yeah. will still occasionally say she, Yeah. okay? And they said, and I will correct you, but I want you to understand, I say, there's no malice in it. I'm not trying to make you go over it, right. I just, I'm not used to it. Sure. Once I get used to it, I will do it. Sure. Cool. So, that was the thing. Their
1: parents have the problem. You know what I mean? Exactly. Sure.
2: Yes. So, I think what you have is a comfort zone issue, which is it's kind of built into our, our all of our entertainment businesses. Mm-hmm. People like to work with the people that don't make them in any way uncomfortable. Not just, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be that big. Yeah. It's just like on a given day, I want to be able to use shorthand with everybody in the room. I like writer shorthand, personally. My my nationality is writer, my gender is writer, (laughs) my sexuality is right, (laughs) right? But that's me. Other people may be like, I'm not consciously excluding anyone but I just keep gravitating to straight white males, Mm -hmm. I keep gravitating to gay black men, Mm -hmm. like that's just who I That's who I'm cool with, right? And I'm like, well, it isn't your job to be fucking cool with people. It's your job to make a show that everybody, in this case, everybody, isn't that your desired audience is everybody? You better get that shit right because somebody's going to talk shit. Um, In his head, and again, we don't know, he's thinking he's already doing that. Oh, I right for sure already, and it's like yes. so. Then, it, <clears throat> then the question becomes: Then it starts turning into, "Are you calling me a racist?" I'm not fucking. No. I'm like, yo, dude, none of that. No. None of that. Right, but it, no. But in their head, it's already
1: amazing. I'm just saying. Imagine if it had this layer. Right, you can it layer. Would it. Just be
2: that much, and better. it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, it didn't cost it. you anything. That's it. But they have to think of it first. That's the problem. I think. I'm not a fan of wait a while. I'm like, any chance I get to have a show where I'm in charge of who's on staff, Mm -hmm. you can look at who's on my staff. I'm not doing it for political reasons. There's 100% ace writers. Mm -hmm. It's just, easiest way to say this is this. I've gone up for a million jobs. A couple of the companies I've gone up for have been run by black people. Mm -hmm. I didn't find any particular distinction between those companies and the other companies except for one. It wasn't that they were promoting me because I'm black. It's that they didn't put anything against me because Mm -hmm. I'm black. That's how I try to be. Right. Whereas sometimes with companies that are run by white executives, uh, I feel like there's a hurdle I must get over with them. Right. And it, I don't like it. I wish it wasn't that way. But that's life, y'all. Life, it doesn't, it doesn't crumble like that all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm not defending this guy. I'm trying to explain what I think the process of thought must be or non-thought. You don't know what you don't know. Right, we have to always be aware of what you don't know. If I was going to write, like I liked that show Pose mm-hmm. for a while, it got up, it got on my nerves after a little while. Yeah, but, season
1: two went a little. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm out. But
2: or not three, one of, them. but no, not yeah. because it was particularly yeah. bad or anything. It just went in a direction I couldn't follow. Same thing happened to me with um, what was that thing uh, the Shonda Rhimes show Scandal? I was Ooh. deep in the scandal until I really wasn't. Right, it just took a left turn, and I was like, nope, that's time. Here's here's a funny thing. Okay. I,
1: I've said this before. <clears throat> so everybody knows I'm a Walking Dead fan. Like right. huge, right? right. Yeah, I got the books down there. <laughs>
2: God damn, he does have the books down
1: there. <laughs> here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Here's where I started getting out okay. of the show. Still watch it on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> like I do okay, The Last Sunday, of Us. Is, Sunday night is zombie night. Like I do The Last of Us. <laughs> but here's where I was getting annoyed. Okay. So season one, and I believe you watched season one. Oh, I was there,
2: I was there till Negan showed up. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. So season
1: <laughs> one, if you recall, when Rick finally gets out of the hospital, goes into Atlanta and meets the group. They make their way out of the building by killing a, a zombie, putting the blood all over him, and mm-hmm. all of them. And it was the most tense fucking right, thing you ever seen in Made history. Right. Fast forward five, six seasons later, people barely got a little bit on the side, hardly on. That's because the actors don't want to do that mess. Exactly what I said. <laughs>
2: I said, you know why? Cuz they got sick of that crap. That's yes. that's great. That's stuff you got to scrub yes. off at the end of the yes. day.
1: Actors are like, no, you, I'm not putting that shit on." You better come up on. with some kind of spray on yes. tan. People know <laughs> that if we put it on, that it works. Right. They started doing that. I was like,
2: "You lost me now. You yeah. lost the rule. The rule started fucking with it, you know." I'm not I'm with you. I feel like people are paid so much money, suck it up. I agree. Like you're making a ridiculous amount of money to pretend to fight zombies Dude. in the in the wilderness Dude. of Georgia on a hit show. On a hit show, I think you can take yes. some body pain. They get
1: to go to Comic Con. They get Whatever to hit you the are. world. Fuck I'm
2: that. A, well. People, people, because I'm a I was an actor. Every writer's room I've been is like, damn, you are harsh with these actors. And I'm like, because I know every goddamn trick exactly. they're about to play, that's why, I'm <laughs> about having that shit. Exactly. No. I almost got into it with one of them on one of the shows, I won't say which one, mm-hmm. um, because he had clearly been out late last night <laughs> and clearly <laughs> did not know his lines, uh-uh. right? And I took him aside and I was like, yo, I know what you guys, I know what you're up to last night, away from everybody else, mm-hmm. um, if you want to take an hour to like lock this in. Um,
1: <laughs> um we'll
2: go shoot something else. <laughs> well no, we had enough setup. It's mm-hmm. like you don't have to be locked in now. This you could paraphrase it. Like don't get flustered and don't because I'm an actor. I yeah. didn't say that part, but mm-hmm. I was like, I know what this is. I can tell, but every actor has tells by the way, yep. you think you don't. Yep. But when you say and do certain things in a pattern, we know you don't know your lines. Exactly. Okay. So it's not just uh. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh. Exactly. All of you have different tells yeah. and they're easy to pull out. Facts. Especially after years of watching dailies with your ass in. <laughs> okay. But um I took him aside and I was like, look, just you and me, we got plenty of setup crap to do. If you want to go take a minute and really lock these lines in, because we don't want to, you know, have this happening right. when we're shooting. He got in my face loud, like, how dare you? Rah, 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 rah. And he was like this close. And I was like... like I smell the alcohol in your breath. Basically. Yeah, basically. But I was like... <laughs> my <laughs> my native response, dude, you are trying to get put on the deck right now? <laughs> Is that what's supposed to happen here? Because you're about five minutes from that exactly. ass whipping you clearly want, <laughs> exactly. Right? But that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then I called up my bosses and I was like, I just want to tell you up front... Um, this is what happened on the set just now. Uh, and boss was like, yeah, uh, that actor has some issues with anger problems. I was like, well, that actor almost got put in traction. (laughs) I was like, well, you didn't do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. And in the background, I was like, you should have done it. The other writers were like, you should
0: have knocked that motherfucker out. (laughs)
2: Right. And I was like, yeah, but then I would have been the black writer who beat up a star. Right. So, I mean, uh, you can't get at certain things in a direct confrontation you can't sometimes put in front of these people there's i don't know these people individually uh-huh. i have to meet them but giving all benefits of all doubts this person assumes they're doing it right right the actors once they get on a show <laughs>
1: Hey, the audience is speaking. It's number one. So, I mean. Look. Yeah, that's the, what they're going to say. Everybody back, isn't happy hey, a Everybody worried about your problems. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? And and here's the deal, though. You know, I'm watching the original Walking Dead season one. I'm still, there's still little nuanced things that I'm having issues with, but that's here nor there. We're Somebody's just having a, a Somebody, but I'm still a fan is the whole point. I think, you should be happy that I'm talking about it at all. Look, if you look at, whole, <laughs> <if> you look <laughs> at
2: Battlestar Galactica, they they definitely have that, what you're talking about, that level of right. due diligence on that right. show. Um, I can see the actors going, I don't know that this happened, but I've been one and I've been on the show for a long period of time. Do
3: I need to wear
2: that
1: hat
3: or could I have
2: this much cooler hat than this stupid like that hat? You You were were talking
1: about Pose. Yeah. I I tell my husband this every time we start watching a show. I say, watch season one and watch season two and three. Yeah. Watch how they all change. They all start looking perfect every time on the, on the show. Halfway through season Every two, single body. And I said just said, partly is because they all start making money. Yeah. The other part is because now they're out in public. Yeah, And they don't want to be represented differently than right. what they look like. Right. Which is why you're in the middle of the zombie apocalypse and they still got makeup on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm because you. season one, the bitches didn't look like they had no makeup on. Whereas, <laughs> you know what's what her name? Um,
2: what's that? Anna Torv? mm Right? She yeah. got killed in episode three, I think. Of I think so. the, first of all, what a waste of your big ass gun. <laughs> Holy crap. But like, she is fine as hell, okay? And she has no problem looking like hell when she's in these shows. Right. She gets beat up, scars in her face, right. broken out teeth because she knows in the real world, look, I got it. I'm not- it's a character. Yeah. This is the thing. Uh, people. That's a whole other show. Yeah. But, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you no, go. I'm not trying to rush out of no, here. I got to. Okay. You got to rush out of here. But that, that, um, the longer a show goes, the more of that you're going to see. Yeah. It's just going to get softer because the actors get comfortable. Yeah. And I don't want that goop all over me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I'm, know it. I'm not putting that goop on today.
1: So. You know. Then we got to take it off and I got to do the next scene. You know what you do me? though? You
2: write an episode where you explain – they figured out exactly how much zombie A moment, was. something. Somehow, yeah. Oh, you don't need to do all that. Yeah. Just put it around here. This is where your sweat gland. like some S- bullshit explanation. I would have bought it. Of course you would. I would have bought also, it. Also, would have given you an explanation for why now they got like war paint and shit on. Yeah. Because like, oh, it just did that much. Now yeah. they have these weird patterns on there. Yeah. Right? Now they put
1: it all over the hood of the thing and that's it. Oh. But they're still breathing. They used to could smell them. Now they never smell them. Like what the fucking happened to that? You know what i mean? Anyway. I'm gonna get all into. Well, it. I left after they get beat homeboy to death. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, that was that. that was deep. That was deep. Uh,
2: anyway, well, thank you, Jeff. I mean, it's been a minute. Too many. Oh, I will say this. One of the things before I go, Linnell's <clears throat> not here. Uh, Linnell is one of the. I pe- asked her to come. She was in. She's in Palm Springs. At yeah, the, yeah. The big- one of the people um, that got me off my ass this time. Mm-hmm. Linnell made a short. Yeah. Um, a couple other people I know made shorts in the last year. A couple other people made longer than shorts right. in the last year but they all got off their ass and I was sitting in my room one day before mm-hmm. we started fooling around with these apps and I was like well this is a message hmm. all these people I personally know got off their ass this year right. What are you? what's your excuse the fuck is your excuse Jeff right. what are you doing when you dicking around doing this other bullshit you better go make some shit <laughs> so making some shit by the way there's gonna be a live-action thing coming up on the channel uh, nice. uh we did a webisode thing years ago called The Dark.
3: Mm.
2: Kind of like a anthology show. Mm-hmm. Not the Twilight Zone, because I always had some kind of a message. This is more like stories that are like, ooh, that was unpleasant. Um uh, That's what we did yeah. with our ticker show that we did. Yeah. 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 So like um that's a live action piece. It's not animation. So mm-hmm. we're working on that right now, and it's all because people want to make stuff. Yeah. But you gotta do it. You gotta you can't talk yourself out of it. I and everyone mm. always does it. so remember you do it and stop doing it like tell yourself no it can be done 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 go do it
1: and on that note where are you at Jeff and where can people follow you where can (laughs) they find find your material
2: not on Twitter no more although my company is uh, Winterman Books on Twitter is the company. Yeah. I'm on Spoutable as Thorn Identity. Spoutable, founded by a black man, <laughs> is the competition for Twitter. No trolls, no Nazis. Really? Y'all need to come over. It I works heard great. <laughs> Spoutable. Spoutable. It is. It is everything Twitter should have always been. Okay. Come on over, baby. Right, I'm going to Come on
3: over. Come on <laughs> over, baby.
2: Um, um, I'm on that. And you can always go to jeffreythorn.com to get the links. Uh, I would love for people to come to the channel on YouTube, Winterman, uh, the Winterman Project. Just search yeah. the Winterman Project. You'll see the big w, uh, WM logo. Can't miss it, black and white. Okay. Uh, We're going to be posting Can you stuff. email me all that? Yeah, Okay. okay. There's no. Um, no charge for any of this stuff. It's not a crowdfunding thing. I would love for you to subscribe because that yeah, will a help. Patreon it. page, though, right? People, can support. I do have a Patreon page, but I'm sort of sl- slowly chasing my personal one okay. into the company one. So don't mess around with Patreon unless you okay. really want to. I'll take your money, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. come to the YouTube channel because rather than you paying me anything, just subscribe. The more subscribers I get, YouTube pays me, and okay. then I can make more stuff. Understood. I can pay people, right? right? what they're worth. Right now, they're doing me favors by taking cut rates. Right. I don't want people to pay do that. I don't want that favor. I want to pay them what they're worth. So, come on over. It's fun, by the way. It's only five minutes of your time. You'll love it. Awesome. That's what's up. Well, like I said, man, it's really good to see you. You too. It's been
1: a minute. God, it's been like 3 years. Well,
2: COVID. That's, yeah. Like, we can't count the two COVID years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was living in my like living in my living in my office. At all. <laughs> it's 2023. Yeah. 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 We made it. We exactly. all made it. Most of us made it. A couple million didn't. But crazy
1: and I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and what's the new, Spoutable.
2: Spoutable? Spoutable. Spoutable.
1: Spoutable. Come on, y'all. I'm going I'm to I'm see I'm going to check I'm you. trying I'm to get
2: all you. of black Twitter, at least, to come to <laughs> Spoutable. You guys will love it. it uh, I'm going to
1: put it in the show notes. I'm going to put it in the show notes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you can find me on all those places. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, whatever you guys listen to. We're all over the world. Please give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. It's important. Um, Chris will be back, uh, I believe, next week. Um, lots of good shit going on for y'all. Damn, we're still in Black History
2: Month about to end really quick. Are you crazy
1: or something? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, it's, shit. I'm tripping.
2: <laughs> it's March. Also, I, I wish Chris – I am miss you, Chris, because I wanted to talk Picard with your I, ass. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. I know is on that damn show except me. <laughs>
1: yeah, season three is killing it. Fuckers. Um, anyway <laughs> – so, uh, yeah, we're about to do an NAACP Image Awards um, panel for, for the winners and nominees. You know? Nice. We're just late so because it was so busy in February. Sure, sure, sure. So we're going to do it, I think, the week of April 11th or something like that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, at the Writer's Guild. So actually, it'll probably be on Zoom. So um, anyway, but they're starting to open up some shit. So we'll see. You know, We might be back after. What, if, if, this, if, if we don't do a um, um, strike, we might be back. Oh, summer, We'll see. see. Anyway. Strike. Join in with me for 2023, if you will. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) All right. We just, you know, we change it every year. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, thank you again, Jeff. Appreciate you, buddy. Always. And um, love to see you out there making your own projects and making shit happen. You know what I mean? It's a good thing. Um, You guys know how we do it on the Rant Room, (laughs) on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Jeff? 2023, (laughs) 2023, baby. Peace, (laughs) y'all.
0: Be a rider, well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind you. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the red room. We let that shit up off our chest. You never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gonna bring more no game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the red room.